Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome to the Slim, Fitty, and Biggie Committee podcast, where me and my best friends, Danny and Matt, take a deep dive into hip-hop, the genre that has formed an integral part of our lives. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at the underscore Slim, Fitty, Biggie Committee, and stay tuned for any upcoming podcast news. Coming up on today's show, we have Stormzy's much-hyped album, Gang Signs and Prayer. All right, let's get into it. Stormzy's, uh, what's it called? Uh, Gang Signs and Prayer. Have you listened to this yet or what? What's going on? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. You know how the title is Gang Signs and Prayer? Don't you think, or didn't you think at like some point during reviewing this, it would have been better if it was Gang Signs and Prayers rather than like... Yes. Oh, it's such a nitpicky thing, but I feel like if it was gang signs and prayers, it would have sounded better. I agree with you. I've always thought throughout the whole thing that it's gang signs and prayers. Yeah. But turns out it's not. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's just something about, to me, that it just feels nicer when you add the S on. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But um, I think I'll kick this one off because... Um, shout out to my man Stormzy because mm. today, on the which is the 26th of July, it is actually his bloody birthday today. It's his 27th birthday today. So shout out to Stormzy, <laughs> birthday, mate. Hope you are. This is his birthday gift. Yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah. He was born in, on the 26th of July, 1993. So, um, you know, uh, hope you have a great birthday, Stormzy. Can I just say I love that. I love that so much that you know that. Uh, uh, true fan repping in it (laughs) well why'd you choose this one matt okay well i think it's pretty clear like why i chose this one like obviously living in london now um i'm sort of surrounded by surrounded by brits to be honest and i just hear like that accent, which is in some areas like so, so strong. So it's like become like initially it was a shock and I like, I don't know, I didn't know how I felt about it, but now I've gotten more and more used to it. I've, I've noticed lately I'm starting to pick up different like words, like a tourist or someone from here wouldn't know. So it's like I'm starting to connect a little bit more with the, it sounds so funny when I say like the language because like we're literally speaking English. Like it's it's like the same language we all speak, but like, it just, it has, you know how like we have slang, like in Australia, we have like different slang words. It's the same here. So I, I chose this album because I was like, well, I'm living in London. I'm I'm surrounded by like the culture that comes with London. And I feel like it is time for me to choose an album that reflects that. And like who better to choose than Stormzy? Because I don't think even arguably, I think he is, in terms of buzz anyway at the moment, he is the biggest, um, like, uh, uh, hip-hop. I'm going to say hip-hop artist because I'm going to call grime a, a, like a uh, – correct me if I'm wrong, either of you. Grime's like a genre within, like, hip-hop. I say hip-hop is like the, a big, like, overarching genre, but, like, he's the biggest grime artist in um, in London at the moment. Um, yeah, he's definitely like worldwide. Like everybody knows him. Yeah. Like there's other big names, but I reckon he's the biggest at the moment for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I think that's a lot of that's come from the success of this album in particular. Um, but also, uh, I think his um, newest album, um, Heavy as the Head, is doing quite well as well. Um, so I think, yeah, it just, it just basically it stemmed from interest in in wanting to hear um, what London like is bringing to the table in terms of like a hip hop um, slash grime album. Um, and I thought I, I want to start with like the best um, or what, what London sees as the best right now. Um, so yeah, that's why I chose Stormzy. That's fair. Danny, what do you know about um, Stormzy? Uh, not a hell of a lot, to be honest. I definitely don't know his birthday. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I went through a grind phase once upon a time and, like, I got into Stormzy a tiny, tiny bit. Like, I maybe had one or two songs, but this was, like, maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago. So he was still, like, a young dude in the game. And and so I was listening more to Wiley. I was listening to Skepta. I was listening to JME. And I think Stormzy was just coming up and he had a few like hot songs at the time and obviously didn't blow up until a few years later. But like I have a tiny bit of experience with this stuff and not a lot. So this was like the first time listening to an entire Stormzy project for me. Yeah, I'm the same. I think um, I went through a little bit where I liked grime as well. I just like the accent. So I went through it and, um, yeah, Skepta was probably the big one for me. I really liked his album, Konnichiwa. That yeah. Just- shut down. That's not me and his shut down. Bring, bring pussy. Shut down. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but it was just, it was just, it had some bangers on there. I just liked it. Um, but it is definitely a different sound. A grime sound is very different. Like UK hip hop, it's like a particular type of music that you have to get used to. Yeah. Yeah. And like with on that album Kinichiwa, that was the other one that I was tossing up to 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 review. Um, because and even even while I was listening to this album and watching interviews at the same time, that album was continually talked about in interviews. Like Kinichiwa apparently is like pretty fantastic. Like um and I think it's won a lot of awards as well. So after listening to this, I would definitely be inclined to listen to Kinichiwa. Um but I get the sense that um, Kanichiwa, having not listened to it, is more of a grime album than this would be considered a grime album. Like it's even questionable to – like Stormzy even said – I'll say it now. Stormzy even said in, himself in an interview I watched that he wouldn't consider this album a grime album. He would say there is grime in this album. However, he has influences in other areas of music such as you know gospel music that he um, is passionate about. So, therefore, he has said himself that if you want to like a pure grime album, this isn't it, but you will get grime songs on here. Um, so I think the, the the term grime, as Stormzy like alludes to sort of what he believes grime is, is is quite like fluid and it grimes something that he is trying to like evolve and, and, and make something different out of for like a new generation of, of listeners. So I think he's essentially with this album or with his like intentions to make grime more accessible to the mainstream. 
Like I think that's what his aim is or one of his aims. So do you think it's a good time to discuss what grime is? Because a lot of people probably don't know what it is. I think it is absolutely a perfect time. Oh. <laughs> Let's do it then. <laughs> did you want to go? Because I'm sure you did research into it, Matt. Um, look, I, I spoke to a few people because um, like this guy I know who's from here, um, well, actually originally from France, but then moved here and has been living here for a long time now. He is into like grime music and he um, like a lot older stuff, like we're talking like Wiley um, era. And he was saying that grime like originates from like dance slash garage music. Um, yeah. So like I didn't, I don't, I literally don't even know what garage music is or, or like I know what dance music is, but like no idea what garage music is. So it comes from two or one area of music that I have no idea of anything about it and the other which I associate with like festivals or I don't know, like clubs like that sort of music. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like hip hop, R and B club beats pop. It's like a mix of all of that is what UK garage is known for. It's like 1990s, um, UK garage. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Danny? Did you know anything else about grime? Um, I think, I, I think that's about as much as I knew that it, it's started from like garage music and I don't even know what that, that is, but it's got like yeah. this kind of like, it's strange. It's like an electronic sound to it. And then like, I don't know, somehow they evolved to start rhyming on those beats and, and it turned into grime. I don't, I don't really know much though. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those ones where we, we're aware of it. We just don't know that much about it, but I read the other day that apparently that like, it's got rapid beats and it's supposed to have around about 140 beats a minute. Mm, yeah. Quite so like, yeah, very fast. And so I think we'll see that in that, this album of like, you know, more of the grime style tracks, but within my review, I've purely reviewed this as a hip hop album. Like I've, as much as I didn't know storms, you said that it wasn't as much like grimy, but I've reviewed it on purely He's a grime artist. I'm going to review it as grime tracks on what I would expect in that type of album and just purely what I want to listen to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't know until after I'd listened to it, I think multiple times, that he, like, I didn't know his thoughts on this album and what his intentions were. So then once I knew that, the album, like, my thoughts on the album changed um, because I knew what he intended it to be. However, if you are reviewing it as like a hip hop album, then like I feel like this is the type of album that's going to get very mixed reviews from like hip hop fans because it is so diverse in what it like brings. Um, so yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what you what you boys think. Same. So, how did you guys review it? Did you review it on a hip hop basis or just? On what you like, like what was your thought process behind it? Um, well, I, that's all I know. All I know is hip hop, so that's my only frame of reference is hip hop music. So I guess I'm the same as you. But like, there are clearly songs on here that have nothing to do with hip hop. Mm, yeah, yeah. And 
I guess I tried to be fair, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I reviewed it from like a pure enjoyment standpoint, whether I liked the song or I didn't. Like, um, Yeah, same. I, I guess I'm the same as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I also considered the intention of the album once I knew it. Because um, that's something we haven't really talked about before. It's like, and maybe because we don't always know what the artist is intending, but like, I don't know, like let's use relapse as an example. Like we know Eminem spoken on that, the fact that his intention was to have fun with accents on that album. And if you look at it purely from that standpoint, I feel like he definitely achieved what he had set out to do because there was a lot of accents on there. It was like different for some people, like it might've been quite fun and they would have loved it for other people. They might not have, but at least he has said, I'm going to do accents on this album. That's what you're going to hear. So if you don't like it, well, it's sort of like, um, it's sort of, it excuses it if you don't like it because like he said what he's going to do. Um, so maybe more artists should do that. Maybe, or maybe that spoils it. I don't know. Yeah. But I think the critique is as long as you review it on what you like, like, I like just because you do it doesn't mean it's good. If that makes sense. Like, I think just based if you like it, fair enough. Um, but at the same time, just because you're trying something, doesn't mean you should lose the integrity of your music. Like yeah. It still has to be good, so you yeah. can't excuse like not like oh, I tried something in this album and I did all those things, but it just didn't deliver. Much like do you review a superhero movie as a superhero movie, or do you review it as a movie? Yeah, and at the end of the day, like music is art. And, you know, art is open to interpretation. Like, even if an artist, musician intends for something to be something very specific, as a viewer, as a listener, you can interpret it however you want. And that's the truth for you. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. Very good points. Well, shall we get into it? I think we should do it. Well, Matt, your album, you should probably kick this off. First things first, track one, Stormzy, Gang Signs and Prayer. I'm excited to hear what you thought of the first track. Can I say, I think, first of all, Stormzy set you up for a seamless transition into the first track with the title. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He definitely did. I need that from more hip-hop artists. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We need an album that just goes... The, you know, track listing is track number one, track number two. <laughs> uh, first things first. Second things yeah. first. Third things first. Yeah, like third things first. Yeah. Something very simple. It will make my life easy. Or like one word songs. One word yeah. songs I can also handle. But when they're yeah. long phrases, it's really yeah. tough. I yeah. wonder... I wonder, Danny, if Aaron, like, prior to, like, recording, he looks through the track list and, like, plans out a little, like, <laughs> every track he's like, right, all right, what have I got coming up? All right, how am I going to weave? I don't think he does, but I think it would be funny if he did. <laughs> sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Yeah. And most times I don't. I like to see if I can come up with it on the spot. Yeah. And as we've learned from our other podcasts, it doesn't pay off at all. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, God. Um, all right. First things first. Uh, so um, I'm not even going to, like, beat around the bush with this. This is, like, for me, this is a five-star track. This is fire. Like, he has come out, he has come out the gate, like, just absolutely, like, spitting, like, just being, like, aggressive, being, like, it's almost like he's commanding your attention with this song. It's like it, it draws you in. We, we talked about how Michi Darko does that with his lyrics. I think Stormzy has a voice, not not similar to Michi Darko, but he, he has a commanding voice. Um, and I think that that's shown on this track. Um, s- smaller details that I, I like from this is I like the, I don't know, you probably both noticed it. I don't know if you read into it too much, but like the thunderstorm effects um, happening at the very beginning of this track um, in the background. Uh, mm. I, I associated that with like a oh, storm, like a storm is coming or like storms is coming. Like I thought <laughs> that was, that was like a nice touch seeing this is his very first album. I was like, yeah. okay. Like, I didn't even get that. That makes a lot of sense. Though. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think like that, that's also why I liked it because it wasn't super obvious. But if you looked into it, you'd be like, okay, I like that. That's cool. And like also if a storm's coming, usually you associate like thunder, lightning, loud noises, like fast paced things. Like, and I think that suits well with this track. Um, the instrumental's hard. Like it's, 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 it's a banger. I love it. Um, (laughs) Keyboard and the drum combination, as well as the multiple drops throughout the song, like, that gets me. Like, you, you, I think we talked about this on another podcast. Like, are you a beat person? Are you a versus, like, a lyrics person? Are you a, um, a hook person? Like, I, I, first and foremost, I think I'm a beat person. I think that's what gets mm. me. So I like this beat. So I'm automatically going to like the track unless the verses are absolute garbage. Um, but like I said, he goes hard and I, I, I like the content. Um, uh, my favorite lyrics on this track are um, LBC's trying to blackball me and trying to blame your boy for knife crime. Like what? I don't use a shank. I got money in the bank. Man, I'd rather do a drive-by. Dickheads. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> that, that, that was just funny. Like, funny but also aggressive at the same time. So it was like I, I, I definitely um, I definitely liked that. Um, I also don't mind there being no hook to this song. I don't think it needs it. Um and I think my last point is um, on those lyrics that I chose, um, I'm just pulling them up. I actually tried to do something different while I was listening to this um, this album. I, I didn't look at Genius until the very end. Like I tried <gasps> to. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I was like, I just tried to take it in. But then I've when you do look at the lyrics and they're explained to you, like you definitely pick up on other things. You're like, okay, that's cool. So LBC is leading Britain's conversation. So it's a talk like radio station. Um, and essentially in um, 2016, they said that grime music or artists who um, are involved in grime music, like Stormzy, Skepta and Wiley, um, are essentially encouraging knife crime. Um, or encouraging the problem in London, which is a, a huge thing. And I remember when I first moved o- over here, I saw so many posters, even at the cinemas, like there were ads about like knife crime and how like, you know. Um, so specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like something I didn't understand. I was like, yeah, well, there are like stabbings happen all the time in like Melbourne. But like yeah. 
apparently it's on like a different level here. It's like it's you'd, you'd associate it with like not associate, yeah. but you connect it with like gun crime in America. Apparently, it's that big. Yeah. Um, apparently, in, in Melbourne, it's nunchuck crime. Nunchuck crime is insane over here. What? What are you talking? Really? Everyone's running around with nunchucks. It's insane. Really? I can't tell if you're joking or not. <laughs> of course I'm joking. Don't you live in Melbourne? Have you ever heard of Nunchuck? What the hell? Move on. <laughs> uh, no, you just said it so factually that I'm like, am I being living I'm like under a bridge? Imagine Nunchuck crime. Just a gang of mean. karate kids running around nunchucking people. You idiot. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Matt, Matt, back me up. The way he said it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was falling. I was falling for it as well. I thought nunchucks like, like they're quite hard. Like they're usually like a solid. <laughs> so, like if you knew what to do with them, like you could definitely hurt. Them with them. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I guess they could be easier to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a rampant problem here in Melbourne. Yeah. Anyway, back to the back to the uh, issue at hand. Um, <laughs> I like those lyrics because like they're relevant to what's happening, like here. Um, not that I personally, thankfully, have, have seen it, but like, in, in that's the thing about London. Like, you literally go five minutes down the road, and you're in a completely different like demographic, um, in terms of the area. So it's like, I, I do believe there is that problem there, and I, I think it's, um, it's topical of Stormzy to like admit that, and also fire back at someone who said that his music is encouraging knife crime because it's like some, like inverted commas, gangsters might think, yeah, I listen to grime, I carry a knife, I'm hard, but he's trying to say that his music is not responsible for that. It's sort of like what Eminem in early days Eminem said about, you know, what people said about his music and the, the things that encouraged them to do. Well, it's like, no, that's your choice. You go out and you do that, but it's not my music telling you to do that. Like, Yeah, this has know. been going on for years. Same with movies and video games, video games. and everything, like – Everyone tries to blame everything for violence and it's all a cop-out. Yeah. But yeah. last time I checked, there was violence way before this technology even came out. Exactly. Like, you know, I could point 100 years ago and I guarantee there was the kind of violence that is, like, way worse, that wasn't inspired by grime or hip-hop. So the whole argument kind of falls flat. Like, it's, it's entertainment. If you're going to blame hip-hop, you've got to blame every violent movie that's on, like, you know, goes out in cinemas, every violent TV show, like, you just, it just, it's just nitpicking. They're just picking a genre they don't understand and having a go at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's really all I have to say on First Things First. It's, I think I said it's five stars for me. Um, and, yeah, I loved it. If, like, if there's more of this, like, to come, then this is, like, what I would want to hear on this album. And I although I have a like a very limited understanding of grime um, as like an introduction to this album and thinking it's a grime album, I'm thinking, okay, well, if this is grime, then I think I like grime. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to go, do you? I always want you to go. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure we're all going to have the same opinion on this one, to be honest. And I'll say this, like the first time I heard this song, like as soon as it was over, I immediately had to rewind that shit and play that shit again. It was so good. Like this beat 
Matt says it's a banger. This is a slapper. This beat slaps. This is a <laughs> slaposaurus rex. Like, and you said it was keyboards, did you? Like, I was trying to figure out what what it was, what instrument yeah. was making that. So, yeah, makes sense. And I just love that shit so much. And like you said, Stormzy is going hard. He's spitting those gangster bars. You picked the bars I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, but there's another moment, just a funny moment, where he says, running through my strip, rappers jumping on my dick just to build up a report. And then in the background, you can hear him say, that's embarrassing. And I'm like, <laughs> I always have a little giggle at that. Like, it's a nice touch. It's like something Eminem would do, you know, when there's like little character moments in the background that have nothing to do with like the lyrics. Although this does. But yeah, this was just like the best possible way to start the album. And this is, yeah, five stars for sure. Yeah, I agree. I like, I was just like, that is Nasty Dog. Hey. This is a Nasty Dog track. He's got you going, oh, yeah, that guru, that's what you want, that, like, you know, pumps you up and, like, just the beat drops, like, oh, it's just hard, it's grimy, you feel aggressive, and that's what he wanted to get out of this song. Like, he said in interviews that he wanted something that was unapologetic, that was raw, a punch in the face, and he bloody did it. He bloody did it. It was clean, crisp. His voice sounds really good. And the content here was also really good. He was talking about his depression, his hiatus from hip hop, all that shit, and some absolutely banging lines. And I love that, you know, that echo in the back, like you were saying, Danny, mm. it's embarrassing. Like, and Matt in that line, Matt, I'd rather do a drive by. Dickheads. Like, that, <laughs> in the background, it just adds that effect. But, um, like, I had a couple of other lines that you guys didn't choose, but I had, uh, looked, looked the devil in his face like, motherfucker, do your worst. Mm. Um, and a colored brother with a bone to pick, but I still get to gunning. Don't be running when I bang mine. Before we said our prayers, there were gang signs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's like, cool. that is so hard. And I love how that goes back to the album. Mm-hmm. The, the the title of this album so i love those i should have said i should have said that 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 i remember hearing that and being like that is like you know how i'm a sucker for like good starts to an album and going back to the title or just a really nice transition to the next song that is Mm. a great line to finish this song he even says it himself before we said our prayers that's that's plural then make your bloody album title plural as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, agreed, agreed. But not enough for me to even cl- get close to reducing this. Um, yeah, this is five stars. This shit is nasty, dog. And I remember listening to this and going, I'm bloody excited. I am bloody excited. This Same. is how you start an album. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was just cold. No, cold no, 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 no. Saw that coming a mile away. There was a, there was an awkward silence, and I knew an awkward transition was coming. So I thought someone would say something else so that I could chime, chime in. <laughs> Mate, no one's going to save you, Aaron. No one's going to save you. You um, saved me once last week. I I was <laughs> not again. Never again. Uh, we don't even need to talk about. It. I just want to say, I think it's really cool when we all review an album that none of us have listened to like because like while we're listening to it 
I'm thinking, oh, I wonder what like the boys are thinking of this track or that track, or I'll get to a track and I'll be like, oh my God, I know exactly what both of them are thinking about this track, like good yeah. or bad. Like I just, yeah. it's a cool experience because it's like I hadn't heard this album before, you hadn't, like we all hadn't. So it's like it's just a fresh experience for all of us. Um, someone was saying to me the other day um, who like I, I discovered he was like into hip-hop as well. He's a lot older than me. But like it's funny how when someone discovers that, it's like automatically there's like this like – head nod it's like there's this connection it's like you know i know you like what i like and it's sort of a little bit niche although it's becoming more hip-hop's becoming bigger now i think but um he where was i going with this he was sort of um he was sharing with me like different music that i said i hadn't listened to or even documentaries to watch and things like that and he said to me something that i think danny said to us before aaron he's like Oh, I, I wish I wish I had never listened to this album, and I was able to listen to it for the first time because it is so good. Like I think we were talking about, um, uh, oh, what were we talking I about? Zombies, I think. No, he was talking about MF Doom, and he was talking about Mad Villainy, um, and he and I said, why does that ring a bell? And I was like, hold on, I feel like Danny's recommended this before because he showed me the album artwork and it was the guy with like a mask on and yeah. i was like i feel is that right have you shown me that before danny i was thinking about that for this podcast but it'd be a weird one okay yeah, I, ha- I probably have well anyway this guy was like he, he said the mf doom is like one of his favorites if not like favorite rappers and he yeah. was like i wish that i hadn't listened to this yet and was able to listen to it for the first time it's, it's just cool. It's a cool, like, concept when we're all listening to something for the first time. Yeah. And you're at that stage where literally every single hip-hop album ever made is going to be a first time for you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I like it too. That was absolutely cold. <laughs> <laughs> that is a transition. That is a transition. <laughs> You guys have been bad boys, very bad boys. Oh, we're skipping. We're skipping a lot. All right. Uh, now you don't have to uh, transition for track three. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm just, anyway. Yeah, okay, let's go. Let's go. Track two. Aaron, you're getting oh. a bit too big for your boots, mate. Come on. <laughs> 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 uh, I've had too many cigarettes and coke to be honest. <laughs> oh god! Hey, Colin. Hey, Colin. <laughs> All right, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've done it. Yeah. All right, I'm going to kick this one off. Track two, cold. Um, this is what I think of when I think of a grind beat. Like the last one was kind of grimy esque, but this is like that high tempo it's got a very unique sound um it's like you can almost you can't really describe it like throughout this whole album all the grimy beats i have trouble like describe describing what they do Mm. because they just have like this electronic sound i'm not used to describing it but uh, what i do like is like heavy drums here it just it it's completely different though from boom bap that, that we generally look at and talk about. Yeah. So um, if you've never heard, if you've never listened to Grime, highly recommend because it's just different. Um, but I will say in this track, the first verse outshines the second. Okay. Um, 
and it almost made me think that we don't need the second verse. Um, but I do like that he f- switches up his flow. It becomes faster. And I like that um, he shows off a little bit of style. Um, but yeah, I just found that that second verse was nowhere near the quality of his first. Hmm. Um, and the outro is almost better in my mind. Like that outro was just nice. It just made sense to me. Um, but yeah, it, did, it was under the beat and I didn't mind it. Um, as for the bars, there were some good ones. Um, like where your stacks, where your strap, where your crow line, big pump, don't stunt when it's showtime. Kind of funny how I didn't need a cosign. Shut your mouth. You ain't squeezing, pussy boy. I just leave him. <laughs> but I got to say that, like, he's got some good lines, but he's also got some nothing in there as well. Like, okay. there are some times where I listen to Stormzy that I'm just like, oh, I kind of don't know what you're talking about, but that's more later on. Um, and I also like the lies, ends ain't brave. I can see it in your face. <laughs> I can just look at you and I know. Yeah. But overall, I thought this was a good song, not as strong as the first track. And I'm going to be cold and give it four stars. Mm, interesting. That's not cold. <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought you guys might give it five stars. Okay. You thought right. Yeah. Well, I gave it five stars anyway. Like, I, I see what you're saying, but, yeah, I don't have any of those issues that you had. Like, the last song, First Things First, that was a slapper. This song is a banger. Like, that's the difference for me. Like, this song bangs. The closest thing we get to a hook on this song is, you know, that I've been cold the whole season. I should call my next one freezing. And I love that. Like, that is so catchy. That is my shit. I also like this. Yeah, go on. That's what I mean when that's better than the second verse. To me, there's no real quotables in the second verse. Okay. And it's short. So yeah. I would have cut the second verse, give me the outro, and it's just short, sweet, it's real tight. Like it almost doesn't like it, it it's weird that he has like a hook esque outro. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't have those issues because maybe I like the beat way more than you. So when a beat is that good, like I don't even care what he's saying. Mm. I think he said some quality shit. Like, I picked out a few lines. Um, but I also wanted to say, like, I like that one time he switches it up and he goes, cut the whip, it's so pricey. I should call my next one Icy. Like, just just for one time he switched it up instead of freezing, he went Icy. I like that. Um, yeah. Stormzy's got bars here, I reckon. Like, I picked out a few. And, like, for example... Who, what, them men, there, nah, them men are harmless. I just went to the park with my friends and I charted. That's cool because... That's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just the right amount of, like, braggadocious, but it's also, like, it's facts. Like, this, it's in reference to his song Shut Up that comes later in the album, and that was basically just a freestyle in a park, and it actually made the charts. So that's why... It's just a cool line to me. And then, you know, just a line like, know a couple OGs that are living off crime, but a young black boy got a milli off grime. Like, he's just flexing. He's just like, you know, I'm rich now because of my music, 
but I'm still down with the OGs, so don't mess with me. So mm-hmm. I just like, so, you know, humble brags. But yeah, this song is just a banger, and it goes hard, and it's another five stars. Mm. Um, see that? Yeah, I was I was grappling with this actually as well, Aaron. I I, I didn't know whether I, it was a five star for me or a um, four star. Um, it was. I described the, the instrumental as very different. <laughs> I like to the first track. I'm comparing it. It's not something I've heard before, especially over like a like a a hip hop song. It's just unusual. Um, but yeah. it does fit well with the pace that Stormzy brings. Um, and I, I said I it reminds me of um, uh, an instrumental that I'd hear on a dance house or techno song. And then now knowing where grime originates from, like with garage and, and dance music, it makes sense. So I'm like, okay, it, it, it sort of it has credibility in terms of the, the choice of the instrumental. Um <sighs> I love his pace. I love like it impresses me how fast yet how clearly he can rap. And I think like I, you know how like when, I don't know, um, another rapper raps really fast. Like for some people they like that, others they don't, others they're like meh. Like I like it when rappers rap fast um, but obviously can still understand them. So I feel like. Yeah, but you like it when it's effortless yes when he does it it feels effortless it doesn't feel like you're just going doing it because you're just trying to show off he just it just seems to suit him true true and it suits the 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 sound of grime now as well so i'm like okay i like this i I can i can get down with this um you both said my favorite lyrics danny had the park one i thought that was really cool i'll talk more about that song obviously later um, but I also like the kind of funny how I didn't need a cosign. Um, obviously, that explains itself. But you know, he's he's an independent artist, um, and he has his own label, hashtag Murky Records. So that's why you hear Murk a lot or Murky um, a lot. And I don't know. I just think, yeah, like Danny said, it's a, a cool sort of humble brag that I have got here, sort of um, without you know, um, the need for a major label. Um, that's sort of on some Macklemore shit, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think this song for me highlighted straight up that Stormzy is open to different shit and flexible to rapping over an unusual instrumental, which now makes sense as being more of a usual instrumental for Grime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I get it but I don't mind the absence of like a, a, a full hook, I'd call it. Like it does have the hook and I do like like it, but I wouldn't describe it as – I don't know. Is it, does it say it's a hook? No, it says it's an outro. Yeah, no, it doesn't even say it's a hook. So I didn't call it a hook, but I can see how you would call it a hook, um, like a, a short hook. Um, it's, it's still a slight step down for me from the first track. So I gave it four stars. Yes. Did you guys pick his favorite line? So Stormzy has said what his favorite lines in that track are. No, I didn't. And it's none of them that we picked. What is it? His favorite lyrics or his favorite line, and this is quote, all my young black kings rise up. Man, this is our year. And my young black queens right here. It's been a long time coming, I swear. Okay. Okay. Which is just interesting. Um, obviously, he wrote that track, and we didn't pick it. Uh, but obviously, it means more. Obviously, 
as for a black person than it does for three white people. <laughs> so it doesn't really make it doesn't like impact us that much. But yeah. that's just interesting to see the difference, I guess. Yeah, like I, I, can, I can like I can see what you're doing there, and I like yeah, I do like that because it is a cool like fact. And I'll, I'll I think later on I talk about who he actually chose a favorite song on this album too. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. Um, but, yeah, it is cool to hear what artists think of their music because it's like mm. we we had conversations about artists and what they would genuinely think of this album or that song if you sat down and talked to them away from, like, the media, away from, you know, the, the critics. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Out of interest, completely random, what's your favourite movie? What? That's so random. Yeah, I'll tell you mine. Bad Boys. Oh, <laughs> oh no! What <laughs> uh, is that? Was the worst one you've ever done. <laughs> no, you know what? When you said your favorite movie, at first I was thrown off. I was just like, "What is this? Like a like a podcast, like Instagram plug or something?" He's gonna like try and weave in. But then I looked at the next track and I was like, "Oh, I know exactly what he's gonna do just before he did." <laughs> Yeah, I kind of feel bad that I didn't see it. So maybe, yeah. maybe it was, maybe it wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, track number three, Bad Boys. Who has the Bad Boys too. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Have you seen bad Boys? No, nah, haven't seen it. Neither, neither. Um, who kicked off the second one? The second track, Cold. I did. Danny, take it away. Take it away, boys. Um. Okay, Bad Boys featuring. Gets and how, how do you say that? Jay Huss. I'm going to yeah, say, yeah, Jay Huss or just or just. just. Okay. Well, anyway, I don't like the way Stormzy starts his verse here. He does that annoying thing where he ends every line with the same word: "bad boys, bad boys, yeah. bad boys." Like sometimes that kind of thing works, but not here. Not for me. It's just annoying. Um. But, you know, he drops it after the first eight bars, so it doesn't ruin the whole song. But that was annoying. Um, The hook is decent. Like, it's actually got some melody to it. I also like the very last line of the hook, like where it says, apart from you, there's bad men here. Just the idea that literally everyone here is more gangster than you is just funny to me. Like, that's hilarious. Um, So... Like, we have Getz. Getz is here. Wait, I didn't even mention Stormzy. <laughs> no, Not I really. Think, I don't think he's on this song. Jesus. <laughs> well, obviously Stormzy didn't even register for me because I literally didn't mention him at all. No, you did, you did mention Stormzy. You said you don't like how he starts his verse. Oh, okay. But then nothing else. Jeez, his verse must have been shit. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Gets is a better rapper than Stormzy. No, I'm definitely not because I'm about to get to that. But then I was like, hang on, do I have no opinion about Stormzy here? But I guess my opinion is he fucked up his verse at the start. Right, um, get, get to Gets. Yeah. So Gets on the second verse, like I'm not really a fan, to be honest, of his voice and how he uses it. Like for me, his his flow is like all over the place. Like it's like he couldn't catch the beat or something. It's just it's yeah. a strange way to flow over this beat. Uh, his lyrics, however, go pretty hard, especially towards right. the end. Um, 
my one tiny nitpick that I have, and this is just like a really random, strange nitpick, is when he says, where's everyone? I ain't scared of you, but I'm scared of your gun. Yeah. Just because, and I know this isn't even fair, but I reckon if this was Prodigy, like, he wouldn't be scared of you or your gun. Like, it's kind of weak to be scared of someone's gun. Like, it it reminds me of Mob Deep's Right Back At You, where Prodigy says, run for your life, or you want to get your heat, whatever. We can die together. As long as I send your maggot ass to the essence, I don't give a fuck about my presence. Like, that is, he's not scared of dying as long as you die with him. Like, oh, Prodigy is the goat. That is how you you do shit like that. Anyway, the song is still good. It's just for me, because I get the first two tracks five stars, and this is not up to their level. Like, yeah, I'm just going to give this four stars. I don't know yeah. why. I feel like I might have to give it lower, because I, I clearly don't even have an opinion about Stormzy, and I didn't like Gets that much. I don't know. Four stars. Weird. Yeah. But I will say it's a good beat. Like I guess that's like, it, yeah. Like, it's got that sound again. It's it's up-tempo. It's going. Yeah. Um, and so far, I'm a fan of Stormzy's beat selection because mm. it, it's working. Like, this is definitely one of those al- this tracks where it's like he's upbeat. But I actually looked into that skit, like, at the beginning because obviously they're talking about gets and like all this shit and apparently there was this beef between gets and bashy two grime artists and actually was saying that gets was having sex with his cellmate when he was in prison (laughs) and then gets was saying or he asked carlos he was my next door celly and he can say that you didn't so that's why they always go ask carlos yeah because i i was wondering about that they say that a lot here Okay. Yeah, so that's what it is. It's like he, they, they know each other, and he's like, "Ask Carlos. He knows that I do." Uh, so that's why he's like, "Oh, where's Carlos? Where's Carlos? Ask him how man was in jail about fucking uh, truth." That Stick makes a lot of sense. Speak to the fucking truth. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. if you didn't know that, no, it wouldn't make any sense. No. But having said that, who was in jail with him? That just this dude named Carlos. Yeah, and, who, <laughs> and Getz was in jail with. With, a, with a, just a different hit with a cellmate. And then Bashi was saying, um, or at the time, yeah, and then he was saying that um, Getz was having sex with his cellmate. Like he was saying <laughs> he was gay. And so uh, obviously Getz is not so thrilled about that. So um, he was saying, Oi, ask Carlos. He knows the truth. He knows that I didn't. So it's just oh, it's a, really funny. Yeah, it's a funny beef. I like. I think I know that there's probably more into it, but I know that part of yeah. it. I look that up. Mate, so, grime, grime has so many beef. They beef over anything. Yeah, like, well, grime is yeah. just beef. I actually didn't know that until recently, and uh, it was an interview. Um, soon you brought this up, might as well talk about it. Stormzy was um, talking about his beef with Wiley, um, and he yeah, was. Everyone's had a beef with Wiley. Literally, everyone has had a beef with Wiley. Yeah, he was saying that apparently Wiley just calls people out just for the sake of it because that's yeah. that's what grime is. It's just like it's just like constantly battling with other people. 
Yeah, did you hear the latest about Wiley? Like literally in the last couple of days. No, no. He's 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 throwing out heaps of anti-Semitic uh, tweets, and so he was dropped by his management, and so yeah, he's he's cancelled. Wiley really? has been cancelled. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Did not do that. Yeah, he's 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 like been he's like the Kanye of grime. I'm going to say like so unstable. You hear so many stories about them just doing weird shit. Like, yeah, yeah he's off his rocker. Uh, but, like, he's obviously respected as, like, one of the, like, founders of Grime. So, yeah. like, he obviously had good music, not that I've listened to him. Yeah, I love some of his stuff. But, yeah, he's a Same. weird dude. Weird dude. Mm, yeah. Interesting. But what I will say is moving back to the to the album review, um, is that, yeah, this, like, I thought, I know how you said that Bad Boys is annoying, Danny, mm. but I liked everything else. Okay. Like, I liked how it was like, some, some, we just want to be accepted, Bad Boys, some big whips but no electric Bad Boys, think they're bad because of Narcos, there's some Netflix Bad Boys. <laughs> I know a real show, man, you know Reckless. And then he's like, you know them protein shake in their breakfast, bad boys. Ugh. Like you're just saying, you know these people who are flexing, whereas I know real bad boys. Like I know people who'll do some real gangster shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. I like that part. Um, I also like his line, nah, it's cons, man. I swear on my life, but faith in my knife, wrong move had me on edge. He's going to cut you with his knife. It's an edge. Mm. Um, so I like that, but in my mind, Getz had the better gangster verse. Yeah. Like, Stormzy had the flow, Getz had the bars. Mm. Yeah. Like, he has that line, drive by ting, aim for your head, convertible your hard top, buck eye, your legs shake, your heart stops. That's an M case, nah dog. <laughs> nah dog. Yeah, so like an M case is a murder case. Um, yeah. So... Uh, like I like that line, and I do like as well. He's got this long part where he's like, "Fuck that fist fight, fair mm. and square." Now fuck that flick knife, wear and tear. Now fuck that this guy's wearing his share. Might come back midnight, air in a flare. Deal with the matter like skibber. How's he gonna feel when I'm shattering his liver? Bloodbath will fling a man up in a river. Fourteen holding my shank in a mirror, like I dare anyone. I dare anyone. Yeah, like that gangster line. That's what I was referencing when I was saying he he starts spitting some really hard shit in in the later part of his verse. Yeah, but you're very right that I ain't scared of you, but I'm scared of your gun. Is not gangster. That yeah. it like undoes your your work in a way. Like as much as everyone is scared of a gun, when you say it in a braggadocious hip hop, when he's like, "I'm gonna stab the shit out of you," yeah, and I'm gonna murder you, and then he's like, "But I'm actually scared of your gun." It's like <laughs> exactly. Are you? It, it says it on in genius, like explains those lyrics, and like I'm, I, you kind of don't need the explanation, but you, if you like, if you're looking for it because you're like, oh, those bars are a bit whack, then it's probably good to read it. Um, now this is purely an opinion, but like it says here that it's it's yes, it's showing his vulnerability, um, but it's also showing like the fear that he has for, in this case, guns, which is what it's argued here 
that is the reason, one of the reasons why he carries a knife because he's scared of people who have guns because he knows if someone has a gun, like it's game over as soon as they pull the trigger. Whereas with like knife crime, it's not that simple. Um, so it's like you could almost yeah. argue, you could almost argue that carrying a knife, like he, he, I'm not condoning this in any way, shape, or form, but he's saying is more gangster than carrying a gun because people who carry a gun, it's just one shot, you're dead. That's it. Like whereas with a knife, I'm going to get up close and personal to you. I'm going to assault you. Um, like that. Yeah, but my argument to that is, if you think that you're a gangster. You would say, I don't care if you bring a gun. I'm going to kill you with my knife. Like, <laughs> the saying is never bring uh, a knife to a gunfight. And I, but like, he's talking about how he's going to kill people. And then he just undoes that by saying that, oh, now I'm, I'm scared though. Like, I, <laughs> I, I get it. I like, I understand the logic behind it, but we're exactly. not logic. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, braggadocious hip hop, which he's clearly trying to go for. But I'll also say, um, he also had that nice transition, like to the end of the bars. It was all calm before Stormzy. Now it's lightning. Mm, yeah, like that's just a nice wordplay. Um, but I'll, we, we, you didn't say anything about the hook, but I'll say I fluctuate as to whether I like it or not. It's like melodic and pleasant, but I actually think it's a bit too wordy. Like it just it has a lot of words in it, and I don't really remember it. Um, and I think that it could have ended on Getz's last line. It would have been stronger if it was like, it was all calm before the, before Stormzy, now it's lightning, finish the track, let the beat end, and it's a good transition into the next track. Instead, they have a weaker hook that ends the track. Mm, possibly. It really didn't do much for me. But overall, I'm going to say it was pretty good. Um they used the hook as a melodic transition into the next track, and I'm going to give this four stars. It was pretty good. Okay. We're all pretty much on the same page of late, actually. Like, originally I gave this track three stars, but then I, like, recently upgraded it to four. Um, th- that hook for me is dope. I said shout-out to Jay Haas or Just for that chorus. Like, I, I, I really got with that chorus. Like, I don't know. I think you guys sort of, or Danny said it before, like, he felt it as well. So, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, it's a track that's grown more on me. More on me. It's grown more on me over time. Um, I, In regards to Jay Huss or Just, he has this like smooth yet slightly raspy voice. Um, and I think the delivery of the hook is, is really cool. So that's, that's like something that stood out to me straight up from this track. Um, interestingly, not Stormzy. <laughs> um, Get Gets for me sounds like an English version of Kendrick Lamar. Um, no, no, and no, no. Surprisingly, I was not feeling it, like sonically from a sound point. It wasn't for me. Um, he does spit this, that aggressive shit that you talked about. My favourite lines from him were the, the fair and square one, um, wear and tear, wearing his share. I like that. Um, the beat is ominous, gritty. I described it as the background vocals complement Stormzy's like deep commanding voice. Um, Stormzy's favorite lyrics or my favorite lyrics of Stormzy's are, um, oh, you guys didn't even mention them. Um, oh. He goes, look, fuck boy, what you going to say? What you going to do? Run. Ah, oh, yeah, right. You ain't going to do none. Bad boy left and all that you hope for should have done book, but you want to do gun. Um, <laughs> That's I, I, good. 
I thought that was a really good line. Um, so yeah, I gave this song four stars. Um, still, yeah, I had that line. I just did read it out. Oh. Otherwise, I'd just quote the whole thing, mate. which you always do anyway. Yeah, I get excited. Yeah, when they're good, it's when it's good, it's good. Like, <laughs> and when it's bad, it's bad. Uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I think. First things first is still the standout. However, cold and bad boys I liked as well, so there are four. So we're 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 where are we at at the moment? So Danny had two five star tracks and then a four. Aaron, you had yeah. a one five star. One track. five two four. So we're we're on the same page, Aaron. Danny's giving him slightly more props than we are. I love Stormzy way more than you. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Isn't it? He's bloody good in it. Yeah. It's bloody good, but there's Stormzy in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love staying in it. <laughs> yeah, in it, in it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Matt, you can take the next track. You're blind. This song <laughs> is track four, Blinded by Your Grace, part one. Okay. Um, this track on first listen just caught me completely off guard. Um, <gasps> does not fit whatsoever with the previous tracks. Like, no. There's no, like, you can't compare them. It's it's no. um, in the words of you boys, you use this saying all the time. It's night and day. It's absolutely yeah. night. Yeah. It's apples and oranges. It's peaches and plums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so yeah, it was just like a slap in the face, really. It was just like I was like, What? Um uh, so I'll say that straight up. I'll also say that I'm just gonna give all the bad first and then I'll try and find some good in it because <laughs> I like that you have to say I'll try <laughs> to find some good um, it's it, it's hard but I think it's fair because it, it if you're going to do a song like this you need to like set me up for it a little bit at least um, mm. like, give me some warning so I'm going to give him the two the title st- of the album is the warning yeah, yeah. No, I know that's what I was going to wait Hold your horses. Hold your bloody horses. Hey, let me show this track first and then we'll. we'll <laughs> <laughs> um, it's harsh, but I'm going to give it two stars. It's trash. I would skip it. That's generous. That is so generous. I would. <laughs> um, the reason why I'm giving it two stars, in his defense, after looking into like the album and his intentions for it more, as well as obviously the, yeah, yeah. of the album, it's not yeah. not a pure grime album. There is gospel influences in there. It fits when you know that. Um, uh, I would also say his voice is not terrible to listen to. Like he doesn't have a terrible singing voice. Um, like there is melody in his voice. So like it's not like I'm. I'm not like stabbing my ears like i'm not i'm not like oh my god this is so bad i need to skip this right now in terms sonically i'm talking about so like that is probably it's those two things are saving great knowing the intentions behind the album and his voice isn't terrible but um it's not something that i would personally prefer to listen to compared to say first things first so therefore i would skip it and go straight to first things first um so two stars hmm. um yeah, you said you said uh, what did you say? Je- no, what did you say about giving it two stars? It was like generous. I'm going to be harsh. Yeah. You yeah, said you were going to be harsh. Yeah, harsh. Yeah, yeah. generous, generous. <laughs> like, like this is it. This is the extremely rare, never seen before, 
one star song. <laughs> this song, like this song is the complete opposite of what I want to hear from an MC like Stormzy. Like, and yeah, as the title suggested, there are going to be gang sign songs on the album and there are prayer songs on the album. The first three songs were clearly gang sign songs. This is quite obviously the first prayer song and I'm having none of it. (laughs) Get this shit off the album. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, like, I'm not even talking about the subject matter, which I will touch on later. I'm sure we all will. Um, Stormzy should not be singing, period. Like, yeah, he might have some melody, but an entire song from start to finish of him singing is a no, is a big no. And, like, yeah, you can't just go from the first three songs being hardcore gangster shit into whatever this is and then immediately back into gangster shit on the very next song. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. It completely disrupts the flow of the album. And, like, I just never, ever want to hear a song like this from a rapper like Stormzy. So Stormzy earns himself a solid one star for this one. Generous. Generous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine a zero. Oh, that would be insane. That imagine a zero star song. That would be, wow. That would be if he sang and was really bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be so, oh, I actually want to hear a zero star song. Don't Someone you- find me. Don't you think it's a bit laughable that in the outro at the very end he's like, "Oh, ha ha ha, that was it, yeah, yeah." Like it's almost like he, <laughs> it's almost like he's looking for permission. He's looking for reassurance that him singing was good. He's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 "Yeah, like when does he when does he do that on his like gang signs track? He never at the end says, "Oi, do you think I got it then?" Like was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I like that. that. Is a good point. Can I just say, this is what he said about this. Okay, so he, mate, he you've said, done a lot of research. Where, yeah. where are you finding all this information? Well, he did an interview about like the tracks in the album. So he said, "I wanted to make a beautiful gospel song, but there's a psychological thing that happens when I get on, on into the booth to sing. When I'm listening back, I'm judging the song based on my vocal range. I said, I'm not a fucking singer. <laughs> I'm not Frank Ocean. So I told the producer, I want to record this I, I want to record this in the studio just on the sofa live on the mic mm. I was able to do it without judging myself now if you know you're not a singer don't sing <laughs> it's very simple you you just he knows and did any of you pick up the like you know background sound like it wasn't completely dead silence it was like background kind of noise yeah, was in there. Yeah, I think so, yeah. That also annoyed me because you clearly didn't give a shit enough about it to cut that shit out. Mm. Like, okay, impressive that you can kind of get away with it. Yes, the piano was pleasant, but it did nothing 
for me, especially when it's about his faith and like each to their own, I don't want to hear anything about it. I'm not interested. And just stick in your lane. If I can take a quote from Shane Noir, <laughs> stay in your lane. Yeah. And I also gave this one star. Ooh, very Thank cool. You. Yeah. I like turn. It. I wrote down, turn this shit off, give me what I want, and this wasn't it. Yeah. Give me back my hip-hop, give me back my grime, turn this shit off. I never want to hear that again, and I was annoyed <laughs> that I listened to it so many times. Through music. <laughs> yeah. We synced oh. up. We synced up, baby. See, I told yeah. you, Matt, you were generous. Yeah. yeah, you were generous. It was almost like he got too big for his boots. Oh, oh, oh God. I just wanted to say before you did that shitty transition <laughs> that, like, of course, out of any of us, though, Matt would be the one to like this more than us two. Yeah. For many reasons, <laughs> which we might touch on later. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> All righty. Track five. Big for your boots. Who wants to kick this off? We're too big for your boots. <laughs> I got the big star twelves on my feet. Way too big for your boots. Right, I'm just going to kick this off. I'm kicking this off. Boy. Um, solid track, yo. This is a solid one. Um, the chipmunk vocals. I'm always a fan of the big chipmunks. We love it. So, yeah, one Alvin. of the best. Alvin. He's here and he's doing well. So it's a nice touch. I actually like it a lot. Um, Hook is decent, but, like, I don't think it's great or anything. Um, I don't see myself rapping along to it. Like, I like to be able to, you know, rap along to, to my music, and I'm not rapping along to this one. Also, like, here's a weird thing. I know he's saying, because I had to look it up on Rap Genius, I know he's saying I've got the big size twelves on my feet, yeah, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But all I ever hear, and the first five times I heard it, and it bugged me every time. All I hear is I've got the big size toes on my feet. <laughs> Did either of you hear that? Like, no, I did. That's hear all that. I, I yeah, did. that is all I heard. Is every time you sung that hook, I've got the big size toes on my feet, like. Are you a freak? Why are you bragging about big toes? Like, it just makes it sound ridiculous. And the, and just, I guess it's okay because he's not saying that, but in a way it's not okay because that's what I hear. So it ruins it a little bit. I've got the big size toes on my feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big size toes on my feet. Oh, God. Like, okay, so here's the thing. The bar for this album was set from the first two songs, for me anyway. Like, you t you like the first song, not so much the second song, or not as much anyway. But for me, like, First Things First is in a class of its own. It slaps like nothing else on the album. Like, there's no other song on this album that sounds anything like First Things First. Cold, on the other hand, for me was an absolute banger, and I'd argue that there are several songs on this album that are trying to go for that same banger quality that Cold had. Mm. Um, 
Big for Your Boots wants to be like Cold, but unfortunately, it doesn't quite get there for me. Like, it's still a good song. It has all the elements I enjoy, from, like, the chipmunk vocals, the braggadocious rap, but Cold just does everything this song does, but better. So, still a good song. I'm going to give it four stars. Mm. Mm. I don't agree with you, Danny. Ooh, in what way? Well, I'm about to tell you why. Okay. But first of all, I tell you why. Um, let me just start by saying how annoying is it that you go from a one-star song like Blinded by Your Grace, who's, which sonically makes no sense with Big For Your Boots, yeah. following one another. It makes absolutely no sense, and I'm confused. But at the very least, we're back. We're mm. back to something that I like to hear. And I love the epic beat. The, the vocal samples are good. The chipmunk, they use Reese, R-I-S-S-E. I've got no idea who that is. Um, and then they've got like a choir male voice as well that mm. just makes it more epic. And I love that epic vibe. Um, and then he's got heavy drums. And it was actually the number one single and had 800,000 views in the first 24 hours it was dropped. Huh. Like this was huge. Like it just went off. Sounds like he's uh, think- big for his boots. Oi. Yeah. No, he's got big toes, that's why. Yeah, big, big <laughs> size toes for his boots. Huh? Yeah. Um, he's got his s- smooth, fast flow and he's got his classic like British UK tings <laughs> that he says. Like I, I didn't honestly, this is what I came to hear. His bars weren't as strong as they've been, but his flow is good. Um and he's got one line that annoys me. It says, this year I learned how to take care of business. Next year I'll learn how to play the guitar. And I'm going to say, if your guitar playing is anything like your set singing, leave it alone. <laughs> Don't do it. Stick to your rapping. Stick to what you're good at. Uh, but he has some other, other good lines. He's got, uh, clown stand down. Never had a Mac 10 or Trey Pound. You never were bad then. You ain't bad now. Cool. Never had a Mac then. Little end back down. Oy, that's good. That is good. And he's also got, don't care who you know from my block. You're not Al Capone. You'll get boxed. And I I have a feeling boxed, he means you'll be dead and you'll be <laughs> uh, buried. So that's me obviously adding a little bit. <laughs> I think he meant it like that. But yeah, um, yeah. But yeah that was gangster. Um, and he also says, your face ain't big for my boot. Like he's going to smash you in the face. Mm. Well, yeah. He's going to curve um, you with, with his size 12 toes. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to mash your nose in between his toes. <laughs> Boy, when, you, um, when we get Stormzy on here um, for, for like, you know, to interview um, for our podcast, Danny, the first yeah, Which is happening you, next week. Yeah, yeah. The first thing yeah. you ask him is, Oi, how big are your toes? Yeah, show us. Take your boot off. Let's see. <laughs> Imagine if it has size twelve feet. Like, what size are your? your, your you guys have big feet. What, what size are you? Uh, I'm size ten. Yeah, I'm ten. If maybe nine and a half. I wonder. Like, I'd like to see a size twelve foot. I imagine it would have big toes because I mean it's a big foot. So. 
<laughs> we'll try to organise that for next week. We'll get some yeah. uh, shoe experts, some, some feet, yeah, some feet models, and we'll uh, line them up for you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to finish this off and say this is five stars, baby. God damn. And I am ready for him to get on a roll, much like he did at the beginning. So fingers crossed he can give us something in the next track. Yeah. Um, Aaron and I are just like a cute little couple. We just sing, oh. sync up. I mean, the only thing that but like we've literally synced up on everything. It's embarrassing. Um, I'm yeah. jealous. It is, yeah. it, it is five. It's definitely a fiver. Um, no. Catching hook. I like the hook. Um, it's, um, I think, I feel like he's definitely accentuating his English accent on this hook, which which explains why, like, some of the words, like, if you're not, like, from England or if you're not British, you you, you would, like, misconstrue as, as, a, as a different word. Like, the way he even says boots, like, he, he really puts, like, a twang on it, an English twang. Um mm. And like, I think that adds, like, adds value to the hook. It makes it special. It makes it stand out. That's why I think it had so much success when it dropped. It, it was, it's characteristic. Um, so yeah, I think in terms of like a catchy hook, this is it. Um, I, I also think it's something listeners will either love or hate. I think it's. I don't think there'll be a lot of middle ground with like this hook. Um, or this, uh, just the, the sound, sorry, his sound, because I feel it's heavily British on this track. So if you don't like that sound, you're probably not going to like this track very much. Um, you will, though, you will, you don't have a choice, you will like the hard, fast-paced instrumental and the nice background vocals um, because there, there's there's nothing not to like about those. Um, there are solid verses as well, if you can get past the, the accent. Um my favourite bars are um, try to tell me I'm way too big to rebel. What? Nah, man, you're never too big to rebel. What? I was in the O2 singing my lungs out. Rude boy, you're never too big for Adele. Um, and <laughs> I'll explain that line because, like, I know, like, I felt like when I heard that, I was like, all right, Danny's definitely going to have a crack at that. Um, he'd mm. he'd, he'd, he'd um, sort of counter and say, yes, you're, 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 you can be too big for Adele for sure. Like, um, <laughs> so... Like that when I before knowing any context, I was like, "Oh, but like, do you want to sing with Adele, though? Like, you're you're a hip hop artist. You're like hardcore. Like, you know, it doesn't make sense. Like, I know Eminem's been doing it a lot lately, and there are other artists who who do it. Um, but like, why? So, in an interview, um, uh, on one of the t- radio talk shows, I think it was in actually America. He went to America, and um, he addressed that or not that line in particular but just his vision for his career and he has said from the very beginning that he wants commercial success he wants platinum records he wants all the plaques and he has said that he doesn't care who he works with as long as who he is working with is helping him achieve that so if he has to work with big commercial pop mainstream artists like let's say Adele let's say Ed Sheeran he'll do it because he wants that success like and and his justification for it was like um he has been criticized by a lot of like 
um, pure, let's call them pure grime artists, let's say something like Wiley or Scepter, he's been criticised for that decision because they have said that he's essentially selling out and making money off um, grime music by like, um, what's the word for it, um, like turning it into something that isn't grime. Like so – but his justification was like, why wouldn't I want to make as much money as I can? Why wouldn't I want to get my music out to as many people as I can? And if they've never listened to grime music before, maybe I can be the gateway to grime for them. So like, I like the fact that he is not hiding behind like anything he's saying. I am never too big for Adele. I will always like sing with Adele and it goes deeper than that. He's also has like quite a personal relationship with her and they've um like, Apparently, like they chat regularly. Um, so, like, there's aren't they dating? No, no, him and Adele aren't. Um, he was dating. I heard a rumor that they are dating, or maybe I'm starting a rumor. But if I am, <laughs> great. I'm pretty sure they were dating. Really? Okay, I could I could be wrong. I I haven't heard that. That's why I said no. But um, I I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I I, I guess my point is that I like that he um is honest. He's open and honest about what he wants from the industry and he's not afraid to do whatever it takes to get there in a, in a way it reminds me it's sort of 50 cent esque mentality. Like it's sort of like a get rich or die trying. Like he is going to do what it takes. Like it reminds me of like um, what Aaron would do for this podcast to get it to the height that needs to get to. Like he's looking mm. at different avenues. He's looking at different ways that he can be as successful as possible. He doesn't care about the underground shit. Like, well, no, I shouldn't say that. Like he does, he respects it. He said that before he respects Wiley um, as a, as a rapper, not as a person because <laughs> of their beef or uh, well, not as a man quote unquote. Um, he respects Skepta. He respects what they've done for grime, but he wants to take it in a different direction and see where that can get him as long as it gets him success. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I thought that was cool. Um, Let I, me just say though, yeah, about us, we're doing this for Basquiat. So let's hey. not forget. <laughs> we are the opposite of Stormzy in a way. <laughs> I just looked it up. It turns out Adele is dating Skepta. <laughs> and oh. met through Stormzy. There you go. No way. Yeah. There you go. I think right. Adele Adele gets around, doesn't she? <laughs> that is a rumor for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely like this song. It's a, it's a, as I said before. It's a, I'm the same with Aaron. It's a five star um, song for me. Um, yeah. Props to Stormzy. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, baby. He's back on that yeah. gangster. He's back on his four-star song rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Oh. Harsh, you're harsh. Sure, sure, sure. Get ready. I'm going to make this transition as smooth as velvet, baby. Oh. I'm going to okay. kick this off. I want to kick this no, off. No, no, no. I'm kicking this off. I'm kicking this off. Um, cause I know. All I right, let me introduce the track. Let me introduce the track. Okay. You just did. No, I just said velvet, but there's more to it. Track six, velvet slash the Jenny Francis interlude. All right, mm. let me kick this off. So, um, <laughs> um, so I, I, I wanted to kick this off cause I, you guys are going to trash it. I, I, I know you're both going to trash it. You're going to, you're going to How badly thinking, are we going to trash it? It's not going to be a one star. Like I don't predict think, because it's, predict. N- it's not as bad as blinded by your grace part one. 
but you're going to trash it. I'm predicting that Danny's going to give this a two-star. How many? Two, I'm going to say. Okay. And okay. I think Aaron's going to give this maybe between a two and a three, maybe a two and a half. I'm, I'm, I, that's what I'm thinking, but I could be wrong because Aaron and I have been a bit cute recently. So, <laughs> um, so um, I want to start this off because I love this slow jam instrumental on this this track. Um, and the female artist's voice on the hook is dope, like chipmunk or normal voice. Like I love it. Like, it, yeah, it's just it's just soothing for me. Um, he's also been known in the past for making love songs, like for the ladies. So this song was bound to happen. I knew this was something like this was going to come. Um, I would listen to this track again as I found it extremely pleasant on the ear. Um, the hook, actually, or the sample, reminds me of a song that I've heard before, and I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, I pulled one from um, Leslie Gore, the artist is. It's from a song called It's My Party from 19, the year 1963, and it has a similar vibe to that, but it's not It's not it. I still haven't found the song that it reminds me of, the sample, I mean. It, it, you can find really it, probably. Cool. There's a yeah. site called Who Sampled. You can just... Chuck this into the search bar and it'll come up. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, I will because, like, yeah, I, I'm just in love with that sample that was playing from the beginning. Um, I also appreciate um, Stormzy's how he jokes about he, <laughs> he couldn't thinking we couldn't sing um, at the end of the song. It's sort of another laughable moment. He says, um, what did he say? Um, sorry, I'm just looking through. I'll just, I'll just fill in. Um, what oh, did he what? say? What the hell did he bloody say this time? He's always <laughs> getting into trouble, this Stormzy. You reckon? Uh, I can't even. Come on. I can't even bloody find it. Anyway, he, he, I feel you like you wanted to go first. You yeah, bloody. There's somewhere on the track that you know. Oh, you bet. I bet you thought songs he couldn't sing, and you know, it's sort of just like another, another. It's another joke. It's another like you know. I feel. Oh, like, I wish. I wish I could hear it. I wish you could have found the lyric so I could laugh. Sorry, sorry. He's um taking <laughs> himself too seriously on this track, I don't think. But at the same time, I think genuinely he also wants to sing or wants to be able to sing. Um, I'm not sure. But um, I think he's just wanting to give something a go, something different, like a go with this album. And it's quite brave seeing it's his first album, but it's also quite smart because it means that he can hit as many different tastes of, of, of people as possible. So like from a business standpoint, like maybe it's tactical, the decision. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm giving him respect for this track um, and I'm giving it a four-star rating. I, I like I would listen to this again. Wow. Yeah. Four stars. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in um, and I'm going to say, Matt, prepare to be disappointed. Yeah. <gasps> I know what you're going to – I predicted your rating, so let's see how close I was. Yeah. So, let me just start off by saying, once again, we go from a sh- shit. We went, we went from, we've gone shit transition, shit transition to shit transition. He went from bad boys to blinded by a grace to big for your boots to velvet. Hmm. Like, right? It's, 
so back and forth, like I have whiplash. At this point. <laughs> like, and can I just say, this is the second longest song in this album. Yeah. And for the second longest track, this is not what I want to hear. Like, I get it. If you, if you want to hit a market, fine, do it. Make it three, three and a half songs. This is like five minutes and 40 seconds. And I get that he's diversifying. I know that he wants to add an R&B type song that he like, but he missed the mark. He uses like a trappy beat, a hook that's not catchy. And honestly, I wouldn't listen to it again. Like the vocal and chipmunk-esque vibe in the instrumental is the only redeeming factor here. But the content is literally just about women and it's just about love. And we're going to say it time and time again, but if you're a rapper, this is not what we want to listen to. Like, this is just not what we're interested in. Like, if I, I want to hear you go hard, this is not hard. This is just, it's just strange. Like, you did it in Blinded by Your Grace and now we're doing it again and there's going to be more coming up, but there's no bars that are impressing, impressive. Like, the, fl- the flow is slow uninspired like the the structure almost doesn't make sense as well there's an intro with Stormzy and NAO together a verse a pre-hook which feels like a hook then an actual hook with NAO who does her thing and she isn't bad I'll give her credit and then another boring verse a hook and the last verse is so shit he's singing again (laughs) All right, you had your t- time to sing. Now you're singing again, and it's trash. No quotables. I gave this one and a half stars. Whoa! Oh, God, God damn! Yeah. Half I gave this one and a half. God damn, boy. Yeah, I, this is another skip. I Like, I would never listen to this again. Huh. But I did like the interlude, the Jenny Francis interlude. Same. Um, I really like that. I like the way it sets up Mr. Skang. It's really nice, and I listen to that all the time. Yeah, I like it too. It's like it's like a uh, something you'd hear on Smooth FM. Yeah, it's like something. Jenny Francis. A big up, Jenny Francis. She killed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I I agree. Out to Jenny, I mean, if you if you've ever got a free like minute, you know, we'd love to have you on the show. Hey, you can do it, do it for us as well. We'll use it for promos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one and a half stars. What do you think about that, Matt? Um, look, I, I expect, like I said, between two and three. So I was only half a star off, so I knew he was going to hate it, and I know you're going to hate it. But I, going by your reaction to his one and a half, it, you're not going to hate it as much. <laughs> uh, well, here we have it: the extremely rare zero stars. <laughs> 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 no, 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 let's not be ridiculous. Um, all right, let's see if I can surprise you. All right, this beat is hot. Ooh. This is a sexy mm. instrumental. Mm. It starts with some like Kanye level college dropout style chipmunk soul. And then it goes into this beat, which is smooth as hell. Like it just, it, it kind of slaps as well. Like I like this instrumental a lot. Can I also say on that point without interrupting too much, this was one of the instrumentals that I struggled with 
I wrestled with at the end in deciding a favorite instrumental. This was one of them. And I was like, a part of me was like, I don't know if I can do it. And another part was, but it's so good. So I do it, that, baby, do it. I'm glad that I'm not alone <laughs> in that. So you did recognize the instrumental. Yeah. Yeah, baby, do it, do it, do it. Um, yeah. So I got, I got the good stuff out of the way. Um, the song itself is kind of trash, though. Like, the beat is amazing for me. The song itself is kind of trash. It, like, you know, Aaron said it, it's an incredibly corny love song. And, like, Stormzy actually ruins the song, to be honest. Everything he says is cringy. Like, even the uncredited chick, did, did she have a name? You found it. Nao. Zara. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I just said NAO. Could be oh, any of them. Okay, okay. Well, this uncredited chick, um, who does the hook, she sounds pretty damn good to me. Especially like when she hits some of those high notes. Just it sounds great. I actually really like what she's doing. But like just about everything that Stormzy contributes to the song only manages to bring it down. Um, like, the thing is, I can see myself just listening to this song in the background and enjoying the sound. But if I even pay attention to what Stormzy is saying for a second, I'm going to be immediately turned off of the song. So, like, like yeah, I even liked, like you said, the, the skit at the end, I thought that was really well done. Like, it's a genuine radio skit. Um, so everything except Stormzy is good about this song. Like, this song had a lot of potential and Stormzy ruined it. But I'm going to give this, just because I love everything else, three stars. Wow. Mm. So you were you were wrong on both counts, Matthew. Jeez. But can I just say, for Stormzy ruining everything, Stormzy has two verses. He has an intro with Nao. He has the pre-hook with Nao, and he has another verse, and then he has that third verse. He has so much shit in this song, like yeah, but but. The the chick is like singing over him, like it's not really him for that for that part. It's only the verses, which and like I said, if if I manage to tune tune out those verses, I'm liking what I'm hearing. Yeah, I can see that. I can see how you can listen to this in the background and just not pay attention. But I would never actively listen to this. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Stormzy. Uh, Yeah, this is a really good track. I could just have it on in the background, but like not really pay attention to this shit. But like, yeah, it sounds good. (laughs) 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 Um, See, but I I can say that because I genuinely like this song, but like, I also can honestly say. And I genuinely don't. Yeah, but like. That's fine. That's where that's what we were saying before, or Danny was saying before about art. It's like it's so open to your own interpretation. It's like this is. I actually thought this was going to be the song where we all diverged. Like I thought this could be it, and we did. We did. Mm -hmm. All of us had different (laughs) opinions. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's. I mean, what it is. 
It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, as uh, Jenny Francis says, it's time for Mr. Skeng. Yes. It's time for the next track, track seven, Mr. Skeng. Danny, you wanted to kick off the last one, but Matt ran over yeah, you. Yeah, Matt, rude. So I'll let you kick off this one as a, as a piece of I, I was going to say that. Rude boy. Rude boy. Rude boy. Rude boy. Um, all right, I'm going to kick this off if Matt, if Matt lets me. <laughs> Go for Do it, Do I have mate. your permission? All right. Yeah. Mate, stop kissing your teeth, mate. Stars, mate. I like, I like how Stormzy says that on the last song. Yeah. I kiss my teeth. I kiss my teeth. What does that mean? It's just like, you know, you know, is it, like, is it, is it, is like, it like picture it. Oh, okay. So, but is it like he's saying it in like a good way or a bad way? Like, give me context. Like, put it in. Well, like the a- first time it was in a bad way when he was talking about his his dad. No. Yeah, his dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When he was talking about his dad, he's like he kisses teeth. He's like, you know, like, and he, and he and he turned around and walked away. Like, I don't have time for this shit. But then yeah. the second time he did it, it was it was because like one of his really close friends died. He's like, damn, I lost someone. You know? Oh, okay. It sort it reminds me sort of of like that sound you make when you're like deep in thought about something. Like you'll you'll do that. You'll do it with more of a breath than like a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I like the. Uh, this is like the <laughs> we've skipped ahead to the last song, but like <laughs> I just like the imagery of kiss your teeth because there's no other way to describe it. And when he said it, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what you do. You kiss your teeth, and that's spoiler alert. God, you didn't ah! spoil it anyway. I'm supposed to go first for Mr. Skang, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, first of all, like I have another. You know, it's like the toes thing, like. Mr. Skang, the way he says it, it sounds like Mr. Skin, which is, you know, that website for celebrity nudes. You know that side? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's always oh, saying Mr. So Skin. Yeah, so that's what I hear. Like, that doesn't affect my rating or anything, but I just wanted to mention it. Like, I always hear Mr. Skin when he says Mr. Skang. But like, very but, similar. But the, I, I totally get what you're saying, but I feel like, I, I wonder what his opinion is when like people who are not from Britain listen to his music and say stuff like that. Cause like I was one of those people before listening to this album by choice, I was like, I don't want to listen to British hip hop. It's not my sound. I don't like the accents. I just, it's not for me. So it's like, but then I started listening to it and I was like, that's not something that he can change. Like that is literally just how he talks. Like, yeah. And I like it. I actually like, I like yeah. the accent. I think it works in hip hop. The English accent works as opposed to the Aussie accent, which I think is absolutely atrocious when it comes to hip hop. The UK, you know, English accent works for me. And even though some words sound like other words, that's just like rare cases overall. I love it. Yeah, I agree. The voice works. Yeah, yeah. So that's just like a tiny thing that doesn't affect my opinion of the song. Um, my opinion of the yeah. actual song is that Stormzy is going hard on this track and he sounds angry. Like I love it when yeah. rappers sound angry on a, on a song. 
Stormzy's good at that. Stormzy sounds angry a lot. Hmm. Um, so I like that. The bars are solid. For example, I've had enough of them. They all piss me off. Had one chance, they missed the shot. I link up flips, then we burn your bridge, then we laugh about it and split the prof. Just gangster mm. shit. Yeah. I like I like the hook a lot. It's short, it's effective, and it's brutal. Just like call me gunshot Mike or Mr. Skang. Check one two man skits again. Dickhead you in a dickhead crew getting gassed up by your dickhead friends. Just like <laughs> like you know. You gotta hope he's not talking about you on this song. Like he's yeah. so aggressive with that shit. Um, yeah, this one gets really close to the bar set by Cold. I know you guys trashed Cold. I think Cold is amazing, and this is this comes <laughs> real. I wouldn't say you trashed it. I did it hard. Now, whenever we give something for, I mean, just trash. Yeah. Yeah, when, no, no, no. When you give four stars to a five-star song, you've trashed it. Let's be honest. And when you give five stars to a four-star trunk, <laughs> you, you've... Yeah, trunk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bloody hate that trunk, that bloody trunk. Um, uh, I was going to say you're too big for your boots, but now it's... <laughs> anyway, back to this, back to this trunk. Um, so, this one... <laughs> Uh, was, the, was the accent coming out there? Yeah. Wrong <laughs> uh, in Australia means song, guys. Just for those <laughs> international viewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. It's a mix between a track and a song. You get a trunk. <laughs> <laughs> you are both making me sound so smart right now, Noah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this song is like, the, for me, it's the closest thing to cold. But, like, it's just missing that special something to, like, push it over the top. And I think that's mainly the beat. Just doesn't quite hit the mark for me. Like, it's still a banger, but it's more of, like, a generic banger. Uh, Like, I've heard a hundred like this. So, great song, but I've heard better on this album. So, I'm giving this one four and a half stars. Hmm. Okay. Aaron? Mm. Um, and once again, we're back from a song to me that doesn't transition well, but we'll, we'll move past. But um, I like the hard, grimy beat. I like that he goes hard, he goes fast, and his flow works. He just, fast flow suits Stormzy, and hard beats and fast beats suit Stormzy. Mm. This is what I like to hear. And he says some interesting stuff here like he says um i got goons you got goons but the difference is your shit pretends yeah my and my ends don't talk or rap no my ends don't talk or clash no my ends don't talk they mash fuck boys man are you talking smack (laughs) he's just saying they just murderers they're straight up just they're gonna kill you um and he also says i was 14 trying to buy me a gun most ends doing what I did back then. So now I thank God for the guy I've become. Just cool that like he's, it's, he's like, you're an adult and you're doing the shit that I was doing when I was 14. Yeah. Like he's just making them look like children. Um, But yeah, I like this song. I, I, I'm a, 
I don't think it's as strong. I think you're Danny. Danny, you're right. It's not as strong as cold, and it's not as strong as the others that we've heard. Um, I, yeah, I think that just it just misses a beat. But I did find find that like Mister Skeng is just a nickname that he has for himself. Yeah. Um, and Mike is his actual name. So I didn't know that looking in, but I looked into it. So it uh, makes more sense because I was like, who the fuck is Mr. Yeah. Skeng? I mean, I didn't know that either, but I used common sense and I figured it out. Oh, yeah, right. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't know how you should feel about this. I feel like he's taken, like, taken lots of shots at you. I feel, like you should fire- <laughs> I feel like you should fire one back. I mean, uh- you know. It, he just does it to make himself feel better. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. I'm okay. I'll go. I'll finish this podcast to feel good. And yeah. he'll be like, oh, he did, didn't hurt him enough. i got to find better shot. <laughs> anyway, but, keep talking about the Trong. Anyway, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be careful. I'll give you the 21-gun salute. Hey. Uh, he's, 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 mate, you've sped way ahead. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, but, yeah, the hook didn't do anything like – I like the hook, but and it was gangster, but it wasn't as great as the other ones. And based on that, I gave this three and a half stars. Ooh. I don't think it was good as cold. And cold, I gave four stars. So, Damn. Um, yeah, I gave this three and a half. Oh, so you gave so you lowered it by a half, like I did. But you three and a half sounds way worse than four and a half. Yeah, it's interesting. Wait, what was your rating? Three and a half. Okay. Interesting. Um, we're going to diverge on this one as well then. Oh, no. Please, no. So I love this beat. Like, Whoa. I, I know what you've said about it being generic. Now that you said that, I kind of get it. But this was also an instrumental that I was tossing up for favourite on the album. Obviously, I loved First Things First and – Maybe, maybe I'm really torn with the instrumental and the song, favorite song, but I've, I've, I've come up with them. But this one sounded more epic to me that dun, 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 and it's just like, hmm. I, but I also see what you mean about there not being a hard enough drop. I don't think it dropped as hard as it could. Mm. It was more trappy than like bass heavy, and that kind yeah. of me. So, like, I wasn't completely sold when I chose my favorite instrumental. Um, it's still up in the air, but I still love it. Um, it commands your attention that as soon as it starts that, dun, 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 it's like, oh, shit, something big, something big is about to happen. So yeah. I like yeah. it. Um, it commands your attention like Stormzy does as well because there's this seamless transition between the hook and the verses. Um, he is the champion of this song. It's Although the, the, the instrumental is amazing, like it, it allows him to breathe on this song and just go in. Um, my favourite lyrics on this track are, I do rap, then I do grime, then I do rap, then I sing, then I roll right back, then I said, um, they said you ain't going to blow like that. Who gives a fuck you know like that? Um, I like that, again, because it's sort of him stating what he's already stated before but in a more aggressive way. He does what he wants to do and that's it. Like that, you know, that that's what a lot of like underground artists I feel like say. I make music for like the the people who I want to hear my music, and I don't care what like the commercial people want. I'm not doing it to sell out. Whereas Stormzy is doing exactly what he wants because he does want to be commercial. So it's like I'm going to 
make that abundantly clear in this song to everyone that that's what I do. And if you don't like it, I don't care. Um, I love this song, like five stars. It's um, it's it's got everything I want in a song. Um, I'm, I think I'm being picky by saying I wanted a, a bigger beat drop. Um, yeah, it has it has everything I like. Five stars. Good job, Mr. King. Also, on that note, because you were dropping facts about Stormzy, he has lots of different nicknames. Like I think Stiff Chocolate's one of them. Mr. King's another one. Um, obviously, he has Stormzy. Big Mike is another one. Mikey. Um, yeah, the, the list goes on with heaps of them. Also, fun fact, other than already knowing his birthday today, um, do you know he's <gasps> one of the tallest rappers in um, in the world? Uh, yeah, well, actually, yeah, in hip hop in general. Um, so Whoa, six foot three, uh, six foot five. What? He's, yeah, he's a hundred. Uh, he's one point nine six meters tall. Um, so he's yeah, that is tall. Yeah, he's he's one of the biggest like in terms of height artists. Um, there is big and toes as well. Toes. Yeah, got it, got it first. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was looking up like tallest rappers, and Snoop Dogg was I think Snoop Dogg's like he's like six foot three or something. Okay. Um, Nipsey Hussle. See on there. Was on there. Um. Should be sorry. I'm just looking as I'm as I'm going. But yeah, yeah. No, it's good podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but yeah. So he. The point is, Nipsey's Nipsey was one meter ninety one centimeters. Didn't uh, you say that was what uh, Stormzy was? He's one point nine. Yeah, he's one point nine six. Oh, okay. Shit, it's big. Yeah. Mm. I feel like that's definitely like – I know it's like something people can't control, but it's like that's definitely something that's going to give you a presence immediately, like like especially like a stage presence or just a presence in general, like being that big. Like you stand out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, no wonder he needs so many cigarettes and so much kush. He's oh, a big boy. Jeez, that was, that was bad. That was actually bad. <laughs> I could just uh, do our podcast just for the transitions and the reactions. Of <laughs> uh, All right, track eight: cigarettes and Kush. Yeah, more like tra- trash eight. Oh, nasty dog! Who wants to predict the uh, ratings for this one? We should actually do that. That should be a thing. We should guess what each of us are going to think. Yeah. Uh, right. not, not for all of them, but like sometimes it'll be interesting. Matt, guess. Um, this is going to be a one-star track for Danny, and this is for Damn. this is going to be a two-star track. Wow! Yeah. Go, you guess me. All right. Well, I reckon Matt, you're going to give it two stars or two and a half. Oh, really? I think he's going to yeah. go more. I don't at I don't, least three. I don't do halves. Aaron, you're right. I've given, given it two stars. What? Yeah. yeah. I was, oh, my God. I was not feeling this track at all. I can't relate to the content. Um, the hook felt confused and far too repetitive um, to me. The instrumental was okay, but nothing special. Storms, you needed far more rapping time on this track, in my opinion. Um, but I'm not even sure if that would have saved it. Um, I would skip this one in the future. Faux show. Wow. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to jump in and I'm just going to 
<sighs> it's just a sigh. Ah. A big sigh. Because I'm over it. I'm over this crazy back and forth between bangers and non hip hop tracks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like and I know this is gonna seem harsh, but I just want to reframe I'm reviewing it as a hip hop fan. This is not me just trying to have a go. I'm just this is as a hip hop fan. This is not what I like to listen to. Um and it is the longest song of the whole album. It's five minutes and fifty seconds of garbage. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I can see this being on the radio. I really can. This this to me feels like a radio track with Lily Allen and Kalana, if they have pleasant voices. And I actually like Lily Allen's voice. I like her accent. She's done that song, Fuck You, where she like really hams up that accent and it just works for her. I didn't feel that here. I didn't feel that she was particularly good. Like they both have pleasant melodies, but they don't really fit in this album. They have a hook, a pre-hook, and the bridge. It's shambles. And the only thing that was kind of meaningful was Stormzy's last verse where, like, he said, girl, you was my hero, my beat to my heart, and them tears on your face, man, they tear me apart. Man, I just want to fix you, fix what I broke, no cuddles on the sofa, no more smoke, and I pray to God, and I pray God saves you, man, I pray all night. I just want to say thank you because you saved my life. But I cut you deep and I know how it looks. But, I mean, that's nitpicking. I'm, I mean, I'm really finding something out of nothing. And I gave this one star. Oh, my God. And I'm really thankful that they ran out of cigarettes and kush. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but not soon enough, apparently. That's six no, minutes not of it. Enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I, I don't understand. Like, like. I get it in the sense that you're doing it to expand the genre and you're doing it to become big, but it's so long. Like no, none of his <clears throat> hip hop tracks until like all his grime tracks uh, up, up till this point have been anywhere near as long. Like yeah. this is just crazy. It's almost six minutes. That's so long. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I agree with that point. I feel like there's always, in every review we do now, there's always this one track where I'm supposed to hate it the most and I end up giving it the highest rating. And this is that one. So this is like, first of all, this is not a Stormzy song. This is Lily Allen and Kehlani featuring Stormzy. Um, Yeah. Like, he, what does he do? He barely does anything. Like, Lily Allen's presence on this song is, is immense. She, this is her song, really. Like, I find the chorus prefer, performed by Lily Allen to be very pleasant to listen to. She just hits all the right notes for me. It's definitely one that you can sing along to, I reckon. But, like, I, that is basically the only thing I like about the song but it is a lot of the song. Lily Allen takes up a lot of the song and I like what she's doing. I'm cringing all the way through Stormzy's verses and 
completely zoning out during Kehlani's verse. Like, she really does nothing for me on this song. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you, you said you liked the ending, Aaron, did you? A little bit. Out of everything, yeah. that was me trying to find a positive light. Yeah. I wasn't even feeling that. Like, you know, he's trying to get deep into his feelings. I wasn't even feeling it. So that didn't work for me. Like, again, this is another song where Stormzy contributes literally nothing. And, like, at the end of the day, it's just a sappy love song and, you know, I ain't got no time for that. But, you know, when Lily Allen... When a Lily Allen chorus is the best thing about your hip hop song, you know you've done something wrong. Mm. Yeah. But I'm still giving it two and a half stars, the highest out of all of you, because I really vibe to that chorus. I vibe a lot to it. You're a Lily Allen. I enjoy it. Yeah, Lily Allen's she she's my I'm a fan. She has a really nice voice. Yeah. Like like if you liked her voice, Danny, you'd like the stuff that she does because she, uh, and I like her accent in it. She doesn't do that, you know. It's really common for people to put on an American accent. Yeah, she doesn't do that. She's not one of those artists who like fake puts it on. She like hits that British twang, yeah. and it works. And I, I'm pretty sure she's related to an actor from Game of Thrones. Um, mm. You know the dude who gets his penis chopped off? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's related. She's related to him. I think that's like his brother, her brother. So okay. well, a bit of uh, fun yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah, It's coming coming up for uh, the next album. So we've got uh, Lily Allen, No Shame, released in 2018. It's going to be Danny's pick. So, uh, well, no, let's, let's not go crazy. Like I think I like her in moderation. I'm definitely not seeking out an entire Lily Allen. <laughs> but if she does a chorus or two every now and then, you know, I won't complain. Yeah. Fair enough. No. Thank God. Thank God for that because <laughs> if you're like, yeah, Lily Allen's my shit, I'd, I'd, I'd be really scared. I think you'd be thinking of Alrighty. Track 20, uh, not track 21. <laughs> the numbers. Track nine, 21, gun salute, brackets, interlude. Mm. Is anyone dying? No, I don't don't think anyone is, but I see what Aaron, the more I like we go through this, I see what Aaron means about the back and forth, back and forth, but now I feel like it's just a downward spiral. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. This is another skipper. This is a skipper bloody roo. It hasn't added anything, any value to my experience of this album. I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's like a deeper message. Like there was like a little glimpse into Stormzy's personal life here, specifically the relationship with his brother, like, you know, saying, Lord, I pray that my bro stops betting. Man, that roulette machine won't let him. But like, I don't know, it's still, it's, still I'm reaching. I'm reaching for something where, that I'm not sure is there in this. Like too many interludes, just get rid of and also some, this interlude's like relatively shorter compared to the other ones. Like, I don't know, what are all these interludes? Just just give me just give me your first things first. Give me cold, give me bad boys, give me big for your boots, give me Mr. Skang. I want that. Like give me an album of that and then I'll be, <laughs> um It almost feels like a cop out by calling them interludes. Yeah. Like, you know, you're not giving them 
their own title. So you're just going to call it an interlude as like, you know, oh, this wasn't really meant to be part of it in a way, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like he's nervous. Well, you finish, Matt. No, it's like he's nervous to sort of like commit to saying this is a this is going to be a proper song or so I'll call it. I guess I see what you're saying. I'll just call it an interlude. But like what, you have to go back to like what is the purpose of it on the track? Does it set up the next one? Like I don't know. I, I didn't get that feeling. So it's like is it even necessary then? Would it be better to either cut the duration of the album so it's it's like shorter or would it be better to um, change this track so that it does like lead into the next one? I don't know. That's what I, I remember watching. So I am guilty of watching Dead End Hip Hop's review of this album. And oh, how dare you? One of them said that you always plug another hip hop review. Always, <laughs> you've got to your You've got to give props to you know the the OGs in the game of the reviewing. <laughs> um, like they. They even one of them said themselves like they don't see a story in this in this album like there's no like you know how like Royce is really good with concept albums and like there's usually a story running throughout like this there isn't that and I see that I definitely see that there isn't a story and that sort of annoys me because I feel like it's just a collection of tracks and you know in this case interludes as well that are there for the purpose of trying to hit as many different audiences as possible. Um, rather than it being a you know a, a concept album, and I get that okay, not every album can be a concept album, but uh, I don't know. I just I'm confused. I, I, f- I feel confused, and I feel the confusion that you were talking about before, Aaron. It's like back and forth, back and forth. Like yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of this. I gave it two stars. Would skip. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say. We've broken the trend of a banger and then a slow melodic song, but we've broken it in the wrong way. <laughs> now we have two melodic songs in a row, and like the content is a little better here. Like he's talking about Twenty One Gun Salutes, um, and like you know, talking about not wanting enemies for friends, and the idea that Stormzy doesn't want to end up dead like people he knows. It's just it's kind of heartfelt in a gangster kind of way, um. He says, like you said, Matt, um, he does talk about his brother and, like, he's got that line, and the bro say brap, gunshots at my wedding, you know how we do, flex on occasions, no more food, left it with Satan, Lord, you know I'm a different person, but, Lord, why did I test my patience? Um, so I, I like that, um, but he's, uh, you've touched on this in previous tracks. This is barely his track. Mm-hmm. Like, his verse is so slow. Is so so small, sorry. And Wretch Thirty Two, this is his. This is his track. He has two hooks yeah. for Stormzy's one verse, and his hooks are almost longer than his verse. So, again, I like uh, it rubs me up the wrong way when he just like own the own the track. This is your album. Own the tracks. Like I don't mind if one song you've got a bunch of features on there, and it's like your feature track. But now this is getting a little bit ridiculous. You've got a lot of features now. Um, and, like, I like the the piano's slow piano beat. Um, like, it, it's just not that good. And did anyone else pick on Wretch 32? What do you mean pick on? 
pick up? Did you pick up on him butchering the English language? No. Uh, give me an example. I, I may have. But Tell it- me how much times can I kill this game for them? How much times? Yeah, but I feel like that's like an English kind of way of speaking. But it's just not correct. It's so blatantly wrong. Like, I, maybe it's it's like hood. Yeah, but, but, men's, yeah, so but they, they, they use lots of slang that doesn't make sense. Like, like, okay, what, what's, okay, what's the slang here? No, but, like, if you say, you know, man don't care, they say that all the time. You can't say that in, in cr- proper grammatical English. You can't say man don't care about all that. But they say that. Yeah, but that's a phrase that makes sense. Much doesn't make sense here. I think it, what you said did make sense, to be honest. How much times? Yeah, how many times? Yeah, exactly. That's what it should be. It was like, I don't mind slang. Like, I like slang. I like, I, I mentioned that, you know, Thormsy goes tings. Like, yeah. like, I like, I know he's saying things. But yeah. They all say like, that. They, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah Drake that, says that. Drake bloody says that. Yeah, that's a ting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I like the theme. Wasn't delivered in the best way. And another song that I can skip, two stars. Um, and I almost think that's generous, but yeah. Two stars. I'm getting over it. I'm getting over it, mate. Oh god. Okay. So uh, this is this is going in a weird direction. Um, do you remember what, like when I posted in our in our private message group? Like, had you guys listened to the album? Yeah. Yeah. Because I I had just listened to the album. Like I went for a walk in my backyard. <laughs> I was walking back and forth because of Corona. Yeah, yeah, I was, you know, Corona. So I went for a walk in my backyard and I listened to the whole album and just I was like dumbfounded. I was like there was points in the album where I was just laughing at how bad I thought it was. Like genuinely laughing out loud in my backyard because like this is horrendous. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to like probe you guys and say, you know, are you thinking what I'm thinking? So that was my first reaction to the first time I listened to the album. And like after listening to it many times and, and just through doing different shit around the house and everything started to grow on me. Everything started to grow on me. This song definitely grew on me this is probably a song i would have laughed at and i really enjoy the sound of this song or this interlude yeah. like i i actually really vibe with wretch 32's melodic contribution to this interlude and i always find myself singing along with it the instrumental has a peaceful soothing feel to it which like perfectly complements what wretch 32 is doing um, Stormzy's contribution is just too short to make any sort of impact, though. Like, I agree yeah. with that. And Aaron, you basically read, I don't think there was a lyric you didn't say of, of Stormzy's. You said his entire verse. Um, <laughs> he's, he's also on his religious thing as well, which, like, does nothing for me. But, yeah, like, I don't know. It's, it's just weird because, like, I can definitely see myself, a version of me, saying this song is trash. Like a week ago, me 
I'd be like, this song is trash, get rid of this shit. But today, me, after like just sitting and absorbing it, you know, subconsciously, I'm like, yeah, I can vibe to this for sure. So, like, I'm giving this song three stars just for Wretch32, just for his melodic, you know, contribution. And I'm adding on an additional zero stars for Stormzy. So it's just a three-star <laughs> song. Um, but I just want to say, speaking of Wretch32, do you guys know anything about Wretch32? I know no. nothing about Wretchy. Absolute zilch. Yeah. Well, I have like a, you know, in my grind phase, I, I came across the big wretch. And I just want to take this time to recommend something. There's a a fire in the booth freestyle that he did. You guys know fire in the booth? Yeah, absolutely. That's not. like, you should. If you come doing your research and, and bloody typing in Stormzy's name in YouTube, you should come across this kind of stuff. Like fire in the booth with Charlie Sloth is like a staple of the grime scene. Like you basically haven't made it until you've done a fire in the booth freestyle. Like Stormzy did one. I nearly fell asleep. It was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but this was like, this was like him early days. Wretch 32, Wretch 32, he's done a few. He hasn't just done one. He's done a few and they're all good, but there's one, there's one. And it features another rapper named Avelino. This Avelino guy is nothing special, but, but the particular freestyle features this guy. And Wretch32 absolutely murders it. So, like, he's he's actually a very talented rapper. And it's so he's singing here. Like, he is such a good rapper. It's such a missed opportunity that he doesn't get a verse on this album because he, yeah. just from what I heard from that freestyle, I downloaded that freestyle off YouTube and, like, put it in my Lyrical Miracles playlist because, oh, you have to check it out. Fire in the booth, Wretch32, check it out. It's awesome. But this song, yeah, I like what Wretch32 did here as well. Three stars, Stormzy, zero stars. I like the one thing I did like was when he gets into the back half of the hook and he really commits with passion. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first part of it, skip, but the second part, he really commits and that sounds way better. Okay. So that's why I upgraded it from zero stars to two stars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just at, at this point, I'm I'm like, please just give me something I like, Stormzy. Yeah. Please. But let me ask you guys this while we're actually on this: first reactions. Did 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 you did, did have any of your opinions changed from the first time you listened to the last time you listened? Definitely. Any any ones that we've already touched on? Um, I actually have gone backwards for I didn't mind the ones that I gave one star, and then the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, all right, I'm over this. This is really ah, that's I interesting. Those, um, and I went up like at first I didn't listen to the lyrics of like Cold and um. And Bad Boys, and then I re-listened to the lyrics and I was like, okay, this is good. This is what I'm – like, I just listened to the beat. So a couple went up like half a star, a couple went down. Um, but there's – the one we're about to review has changed. Uh, okay, interesting. Um, Matt, what about you? For me, 
So when I my first listen, what I did was I, I did rate them. Like I just gave them a star, but I didn't interrupt the album too much. I was just like, yep, this is three, this is four. And then interestingly, it hasn't changed much. There are some songs that have gone up or down like one star, but it's, it hasn't been anything like dramatic. Um, I remember Bad Boys being one of the ones I was like struggling with. I was like, is this a three? Is this a four? Initially it was a three, but then it went to a four. Um, there's another one that's coming up, Rucksack, um, Return of the Rucksack that changed um, yeah. recently. Um, but like, Overall, I was quite surprised actually. I was like, most of my ratings from the very first reaction haven't changed that much, um, which surprises me because I found out more about Stormzy after research, like listening to the album and watching um, like interviews and stuff. So I thought it would have, um, especially about the next song. Okay. Well, that's a good transition. Yeah. So I'm going to jump in to this one blinded by your grace part two because the first one wasn't enough so we need a second one uh, a second one star track no 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 it's not watching aaron to put these two together like just do part one then part two like get them done well no i don't (laughs) okay i don't because i think they're completely different okay but um i'll tell you why and when i first listened to this i was like I'm bloody scared. It's official. I'm scared. Mm. Because if this is anything like Blinded by Your Grace Part 1, I'll be speechless because out of the first 10 tracks, five are hip-hop and five aren't. (laughs) It's literally a 50-50 split. And it feels like there are two different albums here. And I'm going to touch on that at the end, but it feels like there's no continuity throughout this whole album. It just feels like a mishmash of other of random shit that have put together. Um, but this track is epic Whoa. in its sound. The whole track is the soul church vibe, and I love that choir. It just killed the hook, and without a doubt, it was the best part, and I even found myself singing along. Mm. Like, Storms is relegated, and I say relegated because, to verse duty because the hook is the best part. Um, he shouldn't be singing. He doesn't have some crazy bars because content-wise, this is like preachy Jesus stuff, mm. which I'm also kind of getting tired of. Yeah. Um, the features, M. Neck, he also does a good job, although probably I would have preferred a Stormzy verse, but this was my quotable if I had to choose one. This is God's plan. They can never stop this. Like, wait, wait right there. Could you stop my verse? You saved this kid and I'm not your first, I'm not by blood, and it's not by birth, but oh my God, what a God I serve. Mm, I don't like that. I mean... He takes the Lord's name in vain. He says, oh my God, what a God I serve. Well, he's hypocritical. Outrageous. That That is absolutely outrageous. (laughs) But I actually struggle to give this a final rating because it had that churchy soul vibe, but... For content, I couldn't give a five, and I gave it four stars. I gave this four bloody stars. That is extremely surprising. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't Based expect- on other ratings, I was literally at home, just like down in the dumps after the previous few tracks, and then I just loved it. This just got me back up. Um, yeah, four stars, baby. 
Please let this be the start of the comeback. Jesus Christ. I expect out of all the people, I expected Aaron to hate this the most. Yeah, same. Surprise, surprise. Mm. Yeah, Matt, you go. Um, okay, I want to start off by saying that this is um, this is Stormzy's favourite song on the album. So this is the one. Yeah, that- I can see that because it, it's yeah. like, you know, the, the image he's presenting on this album is he's like, you know, a born-again Christian and this is the song for that. Like he is all about God now and this is the song dedicated to God. So I can see why he'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is his favourite track. Um, I also said what Aaron said, like obviously there was the part one, so you knew this was coming. Um, I knew or I know now that Stormzy is a fan of gospel music, so it makes sense that something like this is on this album, especially with given the title of the album. Um, but unfortunately, if this type of content or this sound or, you know, this – Genre of music is not your thing. You're not going to like this song, um, in my opinion. Or chances are you'll probably hate it. Um, well, you're wrong. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, but that's not to say that maybe if you're like a more open person like Aaron, you can like still appreciate the sound of it that, like in terms of like I get I get what he's saying. Like there is something infectious about gospel music. Like it. It draws you in and makes you want to sing along. Like maybe that's a part of its craft. Um, but f- I feel like the lyrics are going to throw a lot of people off. Like they're, they're just not going to feel it. They're not going to want to feel it because they're not, maybe they're not religious people. I mean, I am, but like mm. even for me, it just was a little bit cringy. Um, <laughs> that's I, interesting. I don't know. I just, it, it just, I guess it comes down to what I was expecting and I wasn't expecting it um, until I knew more about Stormzy. So when you know more, then you're like, okay, makes sense. But I still, even though it makes sense, it's still not something I want to listen to from Stormzy. I don't know. This is, this is something that I feel like he would struggle with a lot because there are probably a lot of his fans who would say the same thing, or maybe a lot of the fans say they want the gospel stuff. But yeah, it just wasn't really for me. I, I'm, 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 I would say I'm somewhere in the middle though. Like I, like yes, I agree with you, Aaron. Sonically, it is pleasant to listen to. It, it's something that is easy on the ear. I'm not overly interested in gospel music though. Um, I appreciate how he's trying to do something different, um, like gospel slash rap. I get it. MNK, MNEK definitely has a soulful voice, and it fits with the core, like the chorus really well so what you were saying about like um it's still it's better to have him someone who's like a professional deliver the chorus than Stormzy sing it yep I agree um I I'm gonna give it a pass because it's pleasant it's a pleasant sound it gives you an insight into Stormzy as a person and as well as like his creativity as an artist so I'm gonna give it a three star um track it's a three-star track at the moment for me. Mm. Yeah, because I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Like, it surprised me how much I like it. It's a testament to yeah. the song, though, because you don't like, typically don't like this type of music. So it's like that's a real compliment to Stormzy because it's like, well, 
he's reached an audience. I like the sound, though. I like the sound. If they sampled this and put it in like a boom bap hip hop track, I'd love it. Yeah. Yeah, but this song, you also love this song. Yeah, but that's what I mean. So, like, if like I like a, a choir, a church choir seems to work for me. Like, it has this kind of, yeah, I don't know, it just mm. works. I don't I, think I can separate the content from the from the rest of the song, though, on this one anyway. Mm. Wow. Um, well, I'll just start. So, Christian rap. Let's do this. Like, Christian rap is like an actual legitimate subgenre of hip-hop. Like, there have been several rappers that, like, even crossed over to the mainstream who were, like, solely categorised as Christian rap or gospel rap. Like, do you guys know Lecrae? Heard of Lecrae? No, I've never heard of no. Lecrae. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Like, I... I have heard of him. Like, I don't know much of his music, but I know that he's, like, despite the fact you guys have never heard of him, he's a very successful gospel rapper. Like, he's had an album that was number one on the Billboard charts, purely gospel rap. So there's obviously a big market for this kind of stuff. And, yeah, so Christian hip-hop is a thing, but it's not, obviously my favourite subgenre of hip-hop. And, like, obviously the main reason is simply that I just do not relate to that topic, that content. I cannot relate to it. I have two Jewish parents. I'm the only Jew out of the three of us. Um, <laughs> I, cons- I consider... <laughs> like, I have two Jewish parents, but I consider myself an atheist anyway. So I'm just clearly not the target audience for this subgenre of hip hop. And and nothing against anyone that enjoys and relates to this type of religious message in their music, but this song is not for me. And on this song, Stormzy goes all in on the gospel rap here. Like he's talking about how God saved him and God is responsible for all the success and all the good things in his life and how God is the best. Like, I mean, you know, I don't really want to get into, you know, on this podcast, I don't really want to get into it. Let's just say that like me and Stormzy don't share the same belief system and leave it at that. Mm. But like, but as a result, This song does absolutely nothing for me. I can't get past the content. Like, you know, I'm sure the music is pleasant, but I'm not listening to this again. I'm still giving it two stars because, you know, he's clearly passionate about what he believes in. And, yes, the choir vocals are pleasant. But, yeah, two stars. Mm. We had the whole spectrum on that one. Four, three, two. Yeah. Well, I I kind of expected that. I expected mine to be the highest, to be honest. Mm. I feel like on the album that is, um, that is, like not only the centerpiece for him, but would also be the centerpiece for a lot of people. Like, yeah, that would be. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that a lot of hip hop artists are like quite um, God worshiping? Mm. Well, a lot of the world is. Yeah, but 
But you know what I mean? Like in terms of content that they rhyme about, it's like almost, it's just interesting to me because like if you rap about murdering people, but then you're like talking about God, they kind of seem like contradictory. Yeah, definitely is here. Like he is, he's, you know, this song is so heavily Christian hip hop, but like then other songs are like, you know, I'll stab you with my knife. So yeah, yeah, there's some kind of weird thing going on in this album that doesn't make sense. Like, whereas, you know, people who are actually serious about, you know, being Christian and all that and Mm. being rappers, they, they go all in. He went all in yeah. for this one song. Others go all in for their entire career. So, yeah. like, if you so strongly believe it and you've got your convictions, then that's what you sing about. But yeah, each to their own. But then again, we don't talk about our Jewishness very often, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, but I guess it's probably because we're more culturally Jewish than we are any close to religiously Jewish. Yeah, um, exactly. But. Moving on, before we get sidetracked into a religious discussion, this becomes the the Jesus, Moses, and Noah oh, podcast. Struggled for a third, didn't you? I, I did struggle. I don't <laughs> know that man. well. Yeah. Matt, Matt can um, list like 10, you know, 10 hundred. Yeah, but that's, uh, yeah, but he could list John, Paul. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, 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 John, Paul, Harry, Ooh, Mark. Someone's Ingen. been reading the Bible. <laughs> Uh, anyway moving on track 11 return of the rucksack Mm. take it away aaron i'm taking one away in a while i took away this last one i'll let you take this away i'll take it away i'll take it away from you guys please all right i don't want to carry this rucksack anymore Ah, that's a good one i like that yeah um so like mr skeng this beat is a banger. Like, let's not let's not beat around the bush. It is a banger. But, like, again, like Mr. Skeng, it's a banger in an average kind of way. It sounds like a clone of a hundred other bangers I've heard in my lifetime. Mm. So, like, it still works, but I'm not wowed by it by any means. Um, Stormzy opens the track really strong. When he says, I don't want to be on Lord of the Mics with shit MCs. Nah, bro, I'm above that. Using my name for a dead bit of fame, trying to get up in the game. Yeah, right. And fuck that. Like, after that, I was like, okay, let's go, Stormzy. Let's see what you got. Let's go. <laughs> Turns out that's pretty much all he's got. Um, apart from those opening lines... It was pretty generic gangster talk that, for the most part. I'm so glad you said that because this was a five-star track for me originally. Um, yeah. Then I think it was last night on like after multiple listens to this whole album, I listened yeah. to it again and was like, I think because I liked the beat and like overall I pretty much liked everything, I was, I was paying more close attention to the lyrics. And then like just on that listen last night I was like, He's not saying shit in these lyrics. Yeah, yeah, true. And then it started to annoy me, and I was like, "Nah, you're not getting five stars for this track. Like, <laughs> you're getting like you're getting four at best." So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said that. 
Yeah, well, we're all uh, aware. Me and you are on the same page. Maybe, maybe Aaron is as well. But um, maybe. Yeah, like, like you know, there's just there's no real screw face lyrics that made me want to go. You know, that's nasty, dog. There's nothing like that. Like, I think the hook works. Like, I roll deep on these, put these MCs on deep freeze. Like, I think you know, that's a hard line. That's a hard line on its own. So repeating it as a hawk, it works for me. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I still like the energy he's bringing to the track. He, like, you know, on first listen, it's like, oh, yeah, he's flowing. He's going. Like, I can understand where the five stars was coming from originally. But the song overall, when you, when you consider everything, it could have been harder. Mm. So I am giving this four stars. But that's what, that, that, that makes sense. Like, that's what I did as well. I gave it four too. Something Storms he can do really, really well. Like, he brings, like, his energy when he brings it is, is fire. Like, mm. he's got this, yeah. like, and like Aaron said, like, he's got this flow that is just so smooth. And for me, he's got this voice that's deep and commanding. And, like, yeah. he's definitely got a presence about him. And that is only accentuated more when you see him in certain videos or performances, like he has a presence, um, you know, could be, could be because he's size 12 toes, you know, I don't know, but <laughs> he's definitely got that star factor about him. And I think that's a part of um, the reason why he's had so much success. So like, give me more of return of the rucksack, but like with more content, like give me, I, I just, at times, I feel like a lot of his content is generic. Like he's no, yeah. he's no Elzai. He's no Sci High. Like he's no Royce. Like he, he, he's, he's appealing to a large group, larger audience through generic raps. Yeah. But I feel like also when he really has something to say, like when someone has actually pissed him off, then he can go really hard. But, like, on this one, yeah. it's, it's generic. Like, he's not going at anyone. He's just trying to sound hard for no reason. It doesn't work. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, maybe I, maybe I was too harsh there. Like, he definitely does have, like, songs where the content is is there. But I, yeah. I my point is there are more songs where the, there is generic content than there is where there's, like, really deep content. Like. Yeah. 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 Like. I I like this. We're back to a banger with heavy drums and a piano and the grime beat. It's and I did much like you guys said it was a bit generic, but I also found it a little bit messy. Like it wasn't as clean as the other grime beats we've had. Mm. Um, but this is a welcome change after three tracks of outside in my mind is the hip hop genre. Um and he has the flow, and I said as well, I'm not sure he said anything of substance. Yeah. I wasn't particularly impressed by any lyricism, but he does have this line, I can spar and spray with my idols. Look, if I slap your face, it'll go viral. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm. Um, and then he also says, but broke and shouldn't make a diss track. You broke and sh- should have been quiet. I'm cold little and don't try it. Yeah, I think I'm the best. I'm biased, and I shoot for your chest like Pyatt. Now, I have a real problem with this line mm. because Pyatt is a Pyatt. I don't know how you say his name, but he's a soccer player, and he's known for a goal that he scored that he controls with his chest, 
and then scores a goal with an overhead kick. <laughs> but how does that connect with I shoot for your chest like Pyatt? He's not shooting for your chest. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah, when you really, really break it down, it doesn't make sense. If you know your football like you do, then you're probably going to be like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But for me, it went completely over my head. And so that annoyed me because it was like, I see what you're trying to do here, but it's it literally doesn't correlate. Yeah. And like, I actually didn't like the hook. I know you said you liked it, Danny, but I didn't like it. I thought it was too repetitive. Mm. Um, but And I just didn't think the production was that good here. Um, we're back to mediocrity and we're back to three stars. Oh, that's interesting. For me, no, I, yeah, go. I um, I thought the, it had a hard beat, and it's a tr- overall this track that I like. Hence the four stars. I like the braggadociousness when he is being braggadocious on the track, like Danny's lyrics that you mentioned. Um, mm. I like fast-paced raps. There's no like surprises there. Um, my favorite lyrics are. Man, I told these ends that it's album time and I'll probably go gold on my debut. Um, I like these lyrics and I, I link, when in my notes I linked those lyrics to Genius because I, I think I need to talk about that a little bit. Um, so, sorry, here it is, got it. So on Genius, in explaining those lyrics, you probably already know this, but um, so – it's saying that he's obviously confident that his debut album, this album, is going to sell over 100,000 copies. And um, when I looked up the sales currently to date of this album, I was actually like quite surprised. Like I knew it did well, but um, I didn't know how well. So it's already certified platinum with um, 429,833 sales which on the scheme of things in like a, like an, an america in the Amer- american industry like it, it's not a lot but like for a, a new grime artist in the uk i imagine that's like quite good um mm. so like that lyric he's not only like you know how when shane Noir said something about like being in the top five and you're like okay that's not credible you're not but like, <laughs> yeah he's gone and made this claim before he knew how successful the album would be and like it didn't just go gold it's gone platinum so it's like it was it was a big call to make but like he can stand by it and stand by it proudly so i think i like that lyric because it was braggadocious but he followed through like he believed in himself and, and it came true um so i like that also charts wise I don't know if either of you saw this in any of your research, but this is the first grime album to reach number one in the UK ever in history. So, um, Really? I did not know that. Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting and that's probably a part of why he's been criticised a lot by, you know, grime artists because they might argue this is not a grime album. Um, So... They're jealous... Yeah, it could be yeah. that. But Stormzy's even said, you know, this isn't a grime album. It has grime elements. There's other elements to this album. But nonetheless, it's still got that title as the number one, um, reaching number one in the UK for a grime album, which is a historical event. Um, so, yeah, I I like the song. Um, I don't care much for the hook. Um, who cared? Which one of you cared for the hook? I like it. Did you, Aaron? 
Ah, roll deep on yeah. these. Put these MCs on deep freeze. Yeah. Ah, roll deep on these. Put these MCs on deep freeze. Works for me. I almost prefer when you do it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Stormzy. Yeah, get Danny on the hook next time. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't get for the hook. I don't. This is real nitpicky. That occasional keyboard that comes in detracts from the punchiness of this beat. And I do not like that keyboard at all. Um, mm. So yeah, it's it's still it wasn't it was a five star, but because of the content of the lyrics, the average hook and that keyboard, I've downgraded it to a four stars. But those lyrics really like those lyrics. Um, yeah, mm. interesting. We 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 haven't really synced up much so far in this review, have we? At the like start. a lot of. Yeah, at the start, and then we've just been a little bit all over over the place. Yeah, yeah, we have. It's interesting. But I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Do you think the rucksack is one of the hundred bags? Jeez, I thought I thought it was going to be a genuine question. <laughs> no, was so good. <laughs> yeah, no, you interrupted what Matt was going to say just to do your shitty little transition. How rude! I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's all good. I, I had I had finished, so but thank you for the <laughs> all right, track twelve hundred bags. I'd like to start this yeah. if I may. Me too. Okay, so hundred bags. <laughs> um <laughs> this, is like, this is this is so good. This is such a a, a good song. Um it just hits me right in the feels. This is like how I imagine if you were religious and you're into Christian rap, how um, Blinded by Your Grace Part 2 would have hit. Like this hit me in the feels. So I was like, I'm immediately going to love this song. So no surprises. This is five stars for me. Um, the verse is heartfelt and meaningful. I love how he slows it down a little bit to match the, the, the feel of this song. It's low-key, it's smooth. I'm talking about the instrumental now, um, it, but it builds. I love how it builds throughout the track. Um, I have uh, favourite lyrics, and they are, see back, um, see, back then I was bumping cabs south of the Thames where I come from's mad. Done some dirt and I ain't too proud that you're living on the road where your son got stabbed. Man, I had you on station, your son got nabbed. Tough luck, just mums, no dads. And we all know growing up in London's mad. Mummy ain't never seen a hundred bags. Like, um, I know I've sort of You stole my line, Matt. I, that was they were exactly my quote. Yeah, Aaron, your line is the entire verse. Of course he's gonna steal it. <laughs> <laughs> um it's just so like now he's getting into some more content that I can like dig. Like this is this is some real shit he's on now. Like talking about where he's grown up, talking about his previous job, um, talking about like how he he did some shady shit that he you know he doesn't condone. Um, talking about how he got stabbed. Like geez, um, and also talking about how you know he had a sing you know gr- single parent family um, and you know. His, his family never saw, specifically his mum never saw like real money, real sort of luxury that she can see now. Um, so I was just like, that's, that's deep. I love that. Um, I, in this interview, I watched um, Stormzy wrestled with the frustration of non-Brits thinking Britain is a safe place compared to the likes of, say, America. 
which he challenged by saying that there are gangsters living in, in England and, and some parts of London are in fact really dangerous places. Um, and that's further evidenced by those lyrics that you just said. Um, I'm not a big fan of the long repetitive bridge um, towards the end of the song. Um, that's my one nitpick. Um, but other than that, I, I loved it. Um, I got Drake vibes for the first time from this song um, instrumentally and Tupac vibes um, content-wise, like Dear Mama. Um, yeah, clearly Tupac vibes. Yeah. Um, but in uh, some other content I watched, another reviewer said that they felt like Stormzy is heavily influenced by Drake and I hadn't seen that until now. But now that I've like heard that critique, I start to hear it a little bit more. But even so, I'm like, whatever, Drake's successful, Stormzy's successful. It's whatever makes you successful and you're happy with. So, yeah, I, I don't mind. But, um, yeah, I, I loved it. I Five stars, would listen to this again any day, and it gives you more of an insight into his personal life and his relationship with his mum. Danny, what do you think? What did I think? Um, I could have easily swayed to, you know, Matt's line of thinking. Um, this could have been an easy five stars. Um, let's break it down. Hunt, the, the intro is just too long. Like, mm-hmm. it's a nice touch to have his mother appear on the track that is about her. But she just goes on and on with the religious talk and the blessings and God and Jesus, and it's too much, mm. too much for me. Yeah. Um, so not a great start. I love when rappers make songs for their mothers, though. Like, you know, these types of songs, they're, you know, extremely genuine and heartfelt. It shows that even, like, the hardest gangster rappers have a vulnerable side to them. And, like, you know, nearly everyone can relate to a song like this, you know. Um, one of my favourite songs of all time is Dear Mama by Tupac. Like, that song is just so raw and real and just genuinely moving. I love that song. Hey Mama by Kanye West is another great one. Like, even Stacey's mum. Come on, classic. Um, but, uh, yeah, so do I. But, like, compared to those songs, um, which you do have to compare this to, Stormzy doesn't quite reach the bar for me like at the end of the day this is just a poor man's version of dear mama the content is basically exactly the same single mother no father around he fell in with the wrong crowd he sold some drugs he had run-ins with the law but now he's a successful rapper and he's going to look after her now All of that, every single point is covered in Dear Mama and Tupac did it better. He did it way better. So the instrumental is okay for me. It's nothing special. The hook is mediocre at best. He does that annoying thing again where he, you know, the first eight bars, every line ends with mum. Mum, mm-hmm. mum, mum, like, we know this song is about your mum, relax. But, you know, it's a nice message. I'm, I'm still a sucker for these types of songs. It warms your heart a little just to hear stuff like this. You know, it, you can't, you know, be human and not 
feel something about a song like this. But, you know, it's not a bad song, but it's essentially a home brand version of Dear Mama. So <laughs> I'm giving it three and a half stars. It's a big, like, it's a big sway when you said I could easily be swayed. That's a, a star and a half. That's a very big sway. Yeah, because, but, but I laid it all out. Like, I have my reasons. Yeah. Like, and, and the reason why it could have been five stars is because this is the exact type of song that I would love if done in an original way. And, you know, this wasn't. Yeah. However, in- I agree. That's like, his, this is his. Into like this is his own experience. So it's like I know but his experience is identical to Tupac's. I know, but that's literally his experience. So it's like, how can he like twist it up anymore? Like otherwise, it wouldn't be genuine. It wouldn't be what happened. Yeah, well, he can't. But but you know, that, I see what you're saying. But unfortunately, he has the same story as Tupac, and I'm gonna listen to Tupac. Mm. The fact that he's even in the same conversation of Tupac though is a, is a huge compliment. No, because he made a song exactly like Tupac's. <laughs> That's why Look, he's in the conversation. Uh, did you find that his mum saying things was very similar to in Biggie's album? Like his mum was on the end of the album and saying thank you. I just had this like flashback to to Biggie and Which his album? mum. Um, his second one. Yeah, I, I, I've got to be Wish honest. It. I've got to be honest. I've never listened to that all the way through. Really? Yeah, just because it's a double album and, you know, I've, I've listened to it, you know, in bits. I've, I've listened to it all and there are definitely songs that I just don't like and it's too long, yeah. so I, I picked and choose my favourites. She, she has like a thank you that she says to the fans, to the, to the crowd, but she does it in her own track. So okay. I almost would have heard his mum saying something in her own track. To me, there's something more powerful if, like, you give the words to your mum their own meaning and, like, you know, you've got so much that you have your own track. Um, I think that this was trying for more than it delivered because, like, I'd I'd probably skip his mum speaking because he's right, Danny. She talks a lot about, you know, God and just at this point I'm over it. Um, But, like, the beat is good and trappy in parts, but it's not great. To me, it's missing a beat in the feel of a heartfelt song. Like, Mm. the reason I think Dear Mama is so good is because the beat matches the content, and I'm not sure the beat matches content here. Mm. Like, it didn't feel as much of a thank you as I think he was trying to bring across. And I think the constant repetition of 100 Bags actually just made me lose a little bit. Like, a hundred bags, he's either talking about money or, like, I don't know, it just doesn't hit me yeah. the right way. I thought way. it was about drugs for the longest time. Like, she never had to see the drugs he was dealing, but I don't think that's right. No. But there's, there's different ways you can interpret it. Yeah, so, I like, I don't know, I just, I didn't feel like this was a real track for introspection. And we're going to see one that is in Lay Me Bear, mm. the last track, is a track where he's introspective and is a real heartfelt song. Yeah. This felt almost like it was there to be as one of those things where he's like, I'll check out this song where I thank my mum. Yeah, it's checking a box. 
it, that's how it felt. Yeah. Because of that, he didn't really say anything that blew me away. Like he didn't really delve into his own mindset that much. Like as even though his story is similar to Tupac's in a way, he could have delved more into his mindset. But I think he was leaving stuff out. So mm. for that, I gave it three stars. I don't think it's complete. I think he's on the right track, but there's more to be said in this. Mm. Mm. Did this go how you thought, Matt? No, it didn't. Yeah. You got. You had to have imagined that we'd both give it like five or close to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Which I, I would have liked to. I see what you're saying about the intro, though. I did think that was long as well. And I didn't like the bridge. So there, there are elements in the song that definitely aren't perfect. Um, but I don't know. It just, I, I, if, I, I, I wouldn't have been disappointed if he hadn't have done a song like this. However, for the fact that he did, I'm like, okay, I like that. I, 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 yeah. Whether it was tokenistic or not, which I don't feel it was, I feel, definitely feel it was genuine. Um, I, I think it added value to this album. And like, if you think about like the, the title of Young Times in Prayer, well, like he's essentially like writing a prayer to his mum. Like you could argue, you know, he, he's saying thank you for all that you've done. Um, and, you know, now I'm going to look after you and, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I, I'm down with that. I, I can, I can dig that. I think it's less preachy. It's less preachy than um, Blinded by Your Grace, part two. Um, yeah, but they're different. Like, but he's thanking his mum. It just didn't feel as strong as it could have been for something that is so close to his heart. So you, th- yeah, you think he poured out more on Blinded by Your Grace, part two, than this? No, no, because I think that's a false equivalency to compare those two. Compare, we'll, we'll, we'll go this, we'll revisit this, but compare the last track, Lay Me Bare, and this one, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. That's a good point. Mm, yeah. So I'll, we'll go into Lay Me Bare later, but I'll draw, like, run back around to this one, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because there's definitely a different level. He definitely talked about more in Lamey Bear than this. Like he's he's gone into more concepts. I think. Well, we'll see because I don't want to talk about Lamey Bear right now. <laughs> uh, you uh, me. It's okay. Don't cry. We'll. Oh, we'll move on. Hopefully, we'll we'll all match up on the next I one. I saw so that track, coming. Yeah. Track thirteen. Don't cry for me. Argentina. Yep. Didn't get it. <laughs> Don't cry for me, Argentina. No, no one. The truth no. is, hey, we got one fan in the building. <laughs> All right, Danny, why don't you kick this one off, baby? All right. Um, Don't cry for me, featuring who? Ray Lee. Is it Ray Lee Richie? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Let's let's go with Ray Lee Richie. So the hook, or let's call it a chorus. I feel like calling it a chorus for this one by Rayleigh Ritchie is like it's definitely something you can sing along with, or at least I can. Um, that that little post-chorus part, though, where he repeats, don't cry for me, feels a little unnecessary, though. Like, yeah. 
Rayleigh Ritchie sings his heart out during that chorus. So, you know, after that, the repetition of just don't cry for me just seems weak in comparison. Yeah. But I love what he was doing on the actual chorus. I really like the content from Stormzy on this one. Um, he uses both verses to get real about, you know, the street life and that ride or die mentality. Um, what really stood out to me was when he said, um, now I'm just picturing charms all dressed in white on the steps with Christ, trying to tell my young G's to relax and invest in life. They invest in knives. Man, I was in my history class when my brethren died, so vexed that I cried, but I come from a place where the man damn can't let shit slide, so we rest in pride. Just quote the whole song, why don't you? Hey! Is there anything you haven't quoted? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I pulled an Aaron. I definitely pulled an Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Love the lyrics, but, um, but I agree. I, I had that as well. Yeah. You, can, you when it's When it's the best part of the song, you have to quote it. Yeah. And I just love that the rest in pride, that so we rest in pride, it's such an interesting turn of phrase because you hear about this stuff all the time. Like someone feels like they're being disrespected and because your reputation is everything in the streets, things turn violent and people die. And it's all yeah. because they were too proud to just let it go. Sometimes it's over the smallest things too. It's just sad. So Rest in pride. I never heard that before, and I think it's a really interesting phrase Not rest, to use. Yeah. Um, rest in pride, yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, so you, you'd connect it to rest in peace, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing, yeah, because yeah, you usually say rest in peace, but they are, they gangsters, they rest in pride because the reason they die is over some pride shit. Mm. That's pride fucking with you. Mm. <laughs> Marcellus Wallace, Pulp Fiction. Um, I'm giving this four and a half stars just because it's not exactly my type of song. But I really like it for what it is. So four and a half stars. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I'm Thank actually, you. Like, I, so far, I'm probably most surprised with, like, Danny's ratings. Like, I expected <laughs> a lot more trash than, like, he's given. Um, yeah. I... Trust me, I am surprised by my ratings. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see, like, these last few tracks, um, what, your, what your ratings are, because I feel like we've, we've got to sync up on the last few. Yeah. Mm. Wait, why? So you guys are, oh, you're not syncing up with me. It's interesting. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Um, well, clearly not. Why don't you go, Matt? Yeah, you've already hinted at it. Okay. Yeah. The run-up to yours has been wonderful. All right. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, uh, it's mate, don't kiss your teeth, mate. Come on, give me a little kissy. Um, <laughs> this is just elaborating on what he's already um, sort of made reference to in earlier tracks about you know, there is some real nasty shit going on where he's from, and you know, it's reality for a lot of people. So it's like he's just trying to get that message out there that it's not all like. Biscuits and tea in Britain, you know. It's um, mm. it, you know, there's other shit going on. Where'd you get that from? I literally just straight off the top of the dome, mate. Oh, whatever. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, it's it's um, yeah, it's my ideas in it. Um, so 
Yeah, it's um, it's just the, the challenges that some people living here face on a daily basis. Conscious rap, I'm a sucker for it, so I'm going to like it immediately. Um, I admire how openly he addresses the 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 issues as well. Like he doesn't um, sugarcoat anything. Um, favorite lyrics are the ones that you mentioned, but a, a lot shorter. Um, I like <laughs> I like the invest in life um, the invest in life rather than invest in knives. I think that's a cool play on words. I also think that the like imagine sitting in school. Like, doesn't matter what class, but just imagine sitting in school and then finding out in school that like one of your best friends has died. Like that's just like I, you can't really comprehend that unless you've been through that. So I thought that's why those lyrics were particularly powerful. Um, I like the smooth and soulful hook and beat as well. Um, however, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think all of the content in the hook relates exactly to the song and that annoyed me for some reason i couldn't like connect everything in the hook with what Stormzy was rapping about so i was like oh, that's a bit strange but um you might be right but to be honest i think he's just yeah. singing so well that i just i'm vibing to it yeah fair enough very cool um overall a, a good song though and i'll give it four stars so what was the problem with with me giving it four and a half no, there's no problem. Yeah. I didn't I don't, I don't have a problem. No, but but no, not a problem, but like you were so shocked that I gave it half a star more than you. No, no, I'm just saying like I was speaking generally about this album so far. Like I don't know, I think I just expected less from you. So you expected me to give it a shit score. Probably, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I just All right, well, I'm going to jump in. Yeah. Oh no, Matt, you were about to say something, no, no, sorry. No, no, go, go, go. You go. <laughs> Sorry, you just sometimes take a long pause and I just sort of like, all right, just jump in. Nice. Um, yeah, I, another emotional song from Stormzy. Like he's talking about gang life, his reflections on like the lifestyle of like, you know, on the streets. Um, and this beat I really like. It's just got a nice vibe to it, heavy drums, vocal sample. Um, but yeah, I think there's a trumpet in there as well. Um, and I'm like, yep. Yeah, all right, I'm liking this. Hmm. But but did anyone else feel like this was two separate tracks? Um, like, I kind of felt like Rayleigh Ritchie was on a different track to what Stormzy was on. I could see them on different tracks. Well, that's just basically like- what Matt was saying, wasn't he? Um, were, were you Matt? No, he he was saying he was saying that that you know what. Rayleigh Richie was saying didn't really match what Storms he was doing. Like I didn't think they were separate tracks, but I was just like I didn't think it matched up like super well. Yeah, so I think that's where my critique is. I like what they each do individually. Like I like Rayleigh Richie's hook. I think he does a fantastic job. It sounds really good. Yeah. And I think that Stormzy also sounds good. He's talking about some real shit. Like he's saying, like what have I done to deserve this life? I've got brothers in the pen that I'll never see again. Got my brothers them serving life. And I know what you think it serves them right. But I come from a place where you burn or die or we turn and ride. So don't blame us when you turn to the dirt. We tried. I just pray we fly, yo. <laughs> he's just saying, you know, he's actually talking about some real stuff. And I can draw a direct parallel between this and 100 Bags and he goes further in this than in 100 Bags. Like you said, Matt, 
imagine being in your history class and figuring out why one of your friends, one of your brethren died. Mm. That's a level of depth that he doesn't have in 100 bags. Mm. But I think for me, because the composition doesn't seem to work as well, I gave this three and a half stars. Just for composition alone. That was why. It wasn't anything that they individually did, but it just didn't match. Interesting. I guess I just enjoyed both elements. And they may have been, you know, in contrast to each other, but I just enjoyed what both of them were doing. But I just enjoyed it all overall. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Look, at least one of us got to be crazy. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Track 14, Crazy Titch Interlude. Yo. I might jump in here. Jump. Mate, you're always jumping. You jump all over the place in these podcasts. I've got got a lot of energy. Um, Did you guys know who Crazy Titch is? I have a feeling I'm about to find out. Well, not you I geniused. Like last night, I was like, oh, while I'm writing about this track, I should probably see who this guy is. And then I found out, I was like, oh, this – actually, this I upgraded. Oh. Uh, well, I'm going to say right now, I didn't rate it because it's an interlude same. with no no vocals. But I'm going to give my critique. I'm interested to see what Matt says, though. Yeah. So Crazy Titch got convicted for murder in 2005 because apparently he killed a producer because his brother was quote-unquote disrespected in a song. There you go. He's drawing back to what you were talking about, Danny, that yeah. people literally in a song would murder each other. Yep. Whereas, like, in, in the States, there's just, like, you know, they're more diss each other rather than actually killing each yeah. other. I feel like it happens in the States, too. Yeah, but it's, a, like, this is the perfect example. Yeah. And he was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Mm. So he's still in prison to this day and is actually calling out from prison. Oh, um, what a crazy titch. Yeah. And apparently he's one of the OGs of Grime. Like, he was in Grime, obviously... You know, if he committed the murder in 2005, he was one of the OGs, like an real OG. Um, So it's interesting that Stormzy got him on the album because it's weird to me, as we've said before, that he's getting a convicted murderer on his album and he's talking about God. Pretty sure one of the first Ten Commandments is thou shalt not kill. Oh, Matt, is he right? He is right. He's right. Oh. He's done it. So there's a little bit of hypocrisy here that you get like this gangster, like this dude who murdered people, and you're like, ah, come on my Gang Signs and Prayer album and I'm going to just like let you speak for two and a half minutes. Yeah. Which is also crazy long. Mm. Like, it's, okay, it's cool. And he has a lot of Matrix references because apparently that's probably the only movie he gets to watch. (laughs) I, I just love that so much though. But I just thought that's the only movie he watches in prison because, well, they came out in like 2001 or 2000. Yeah. Like, that's really old. 1999. Um, yeah, or 1999. There we go. Um, I just, it, I, I like it, but just, it shows me potential. It's really long. It's a long interlude. I just want to get back to the album because, to be honest, it was just too long. Like, 30 seconds of that. 30 seconds of going, you're the Neo, you're the next. If anyone doubts you, they shouldn't <laughs> doubt you. Done. Move on. Uh, 
but two and a half minutes of this shit is way too long. Yeah. Well, he only gets one call a week. I think he wants to use it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wanted really – I also want to do some jumping, and I want to jump in. And just quickly, because Matt's got this whole speech prepared, and I just have a couple of words. Um, I just – the Matrix thing. I love that shit. Like, this is shit talking at its finest. Like, Stormzy being Neo and seeing the game in zeros and ones – that is genius. Like, that would have made for a killer verse if he decided to turn that shit into a run. But, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Two and a half minutes is, is too long. But I'm not mad at this. Like, I genuinely enjoy listening to it because of the pure shit talk that Crazy Titch is doing. So I'm not rating it, but I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But I want to see Matt's rating. Um, so first of all, thank you, Aaron, for explaining that. Like that's lit you said everything literally that I was gonna say. Um and I didn't appreciate it as much until I knew like what you explained. I think that was cool. Um that he got him well, on the album. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until just then, but I appreciated it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think it, like, I get what Aaron's saying about the, you know, he is a convicted murderer. But, like, that also, I, you could argue, oh, well, the album Gang Signs and Prayers, so it's like you have the gang side and he was a part of the gang side and Stormzy's, like, was a part of that, but now he's more a part of the prayer side. Like, he's trying to become more a part of the prayer side. He's, like, praying for people who have been a part of the gang to invest in lives rather than invest in knives or invest in guns or whatever it might be. So it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like this album and that decision, like, in, yes, controversial, but I think also warranted. I think it's like, I feel a lot of people would question Stormzy whether he is or was ever associated with gangs, like, without knowing him. They would be like, he's a poppy, mainstream, like, hip-hop artist who does songs with Adele and Ed Sheeran, like, what does he know about street life? So it's sort of like this is a little slight nod to him saying, like, I did know people, like, or I do know people who have done some some bad shit. Um, and you know, it's also it's also almost like a a nod to the haters in grime that they're getting this guy to say what he said about him because. I don't think Stormzy is well-received in the grime community. Like a lot of people mm. do not like mm. him or do not like what he stands for. So he's basically – Yeah, I get that feeling as well. Yeah. Heaps of people don't like him. Yeah. Like so I feel like he, by getting this guy and this guy agreeing to doing this, is like almost like a coming of age like for Stormzy in the grime community saying that I am accepted and this is the guy who said it, an OG like you said, Aaron. So it's like, I love this. I think this is really good. And um, it perfectly precedes the next track. Like it leads into it so well. Um, So originally I gave it three stars, but I upgraded it to four. Um, The lyrics on the interlude made me laugh. Um, I appreciated the comparison, um, the the Matrix one. I thought, like you said, Danny, that was really funny. Um, (laughs) And... Yeah, there's not really much not to like about this. Obviously, it doesn't have music behind it, um, but this is this to me is like a a 
an interlude that adds value to the album. So I would not, I would not usually skip this. I don't think because I think it leads so well. Like the last lyrics in this interlude are, um, uh, or it's not the, not the very last lyrics, but he alludes to like saying "shut up." Yeah, he says, um, you know. Like, so I don't want to hear my man say, I'm too gangster to listen to listening to Stormzy. Shut up. That's a lie. You ain't, um, you know, and then I think he says something else again. But anyway, like, I think it just, for me, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, like, then it feeds into shut up. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Cause it's like, I'm saying shut up to all of the haters who don't respect me in grime or just don't respect me in general. Like, I don't care. I've been respected by crazy titch. I know I'm, I know my value. I know what I bring. So shut up. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I just last thing I'll say about that is I feel like Stormzy's in a really tricky place. And I think that's partially why he, he made, I haven't listened to it, but I'm actually really excited to, to listen to heavy as the head because I feel that's like the place he's in right now is the exact reason why he titled the next album heavy as the head, as well as the content that I've heard is in that album. Like he's in a really tricky place where like he wants to be successful, but, and he wants to be a part of grime, but grime doesn't necessarily want him to associate themselves with grime because he's doing other things related to him becoming or wanting to become more successful. So he's in this really weird place where it's like mainstream doesn't fully accept him because he does some grime shit that can't go on the radio, but then grime doesn't fully accept him either because he does mainstream shit with people who they don't want associated with grime so it's like he's in this like really tricky place yet he's still being called in london as like this you know hero who's going to break through like and bring hip-hop or english hip-hop british hip-hop to the mainstream so it's like he's got a lot of responsibility on his shoulders and i feel like he doesn't have a lot of friends around him supporting him other than like a very few people yeah flips yeah Yeah. flip right here who? Rachel, yeah. yeah. Rachel and Flips, yeah. they're the main crew. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, that is interesting. It's just I didn't expect it. When I looked into it, I just didn't expect that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's time for Matt to shut up and move <laughs> Ooh, into – Oh, nasty dog. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, he likes it because I didn't tell him to shut up. Um, <laughs> but let's move into track – 15, second last track of the album. Uh, Danny, why don't you kick this one off, baby? Um, can I kick off the next one? No, that's Matt's last one. Because oh, I just don't have much to say. I feel like you both of you have more to say about the last one than me, so I want to get it out of the way. Maybe I'll go first for uh, both. I'll go right, first well, for both. I can, I can go first for this one then. Okay. Um. This is the one track of this whole album that I've heard before. Um, So I actually have this song in my Spotify. Um, And it's less of a song and more of a freestyle to me. Like the beat is simple and it just allows Stormzy to go for it. Like it's a little bit different to other grind beats in that it's not as aggressive, but it works for me. And he sounds good, but I don't think he hits his best. Like, he's solid. He's solid in this, but it's definitely not as aggressive as we've seen, like, as in First Things First, as in, like, Bad Boys, Cold. He just doesn't reach those heights. Um, But he has some good bars, except he also has 
one that I'd rather forget. Uh-oh. Hot chocolate and a panini to go. <laughs> it's funny. That was funny. How gay? <laughs> no. That, that was corny. I didn't like it. It's it funny. Didn't work for me. It's funny. <laughs> Hot chocolate uh, and panini to go. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, I'm about that life. <laughs> uh, me too, actually. I love a hot chocolate panini to go. <laughs> I'd like it to stay. Um, <laughs> but then he had some good lines, like they catch feelings, I catch bodies, mm. they roll deep, I roll squatty. Got about twenty five goons in my posse. Mm. Um, he's also got kill a whole crew of MCs on my own. Kill a whole crew of MCs for the throne, mate. Take all my lyrics, why don't you? I will. Yeah. I'll just take a couple more if you don't mind. Yeah. Can I order a deathbed for our MC? Wait, he wants beef? Let me make that too. Anyone else want to make that move? Anyone else want to pay their dues? Hey, there's two Jews right here. I knew that yeah. coming. <laughs> but he really does say Jew. Like he fully yeah. says Jew. Like not do or anything. It's Jew. Yeah, if anyone wants to pay us as well, <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, I'm not, we're not going to say no. Um, but I think this was this was a good track overall. Um, not perfect. Um, his flow's not his best. So I gave this four and a half stars. It's close. Okay, my mind is absolutely blown on this because I thought there was going to be a definite three five stars, like 100, percent no doubt in my mind. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. You're only gonna get two, Matt. You're only gonna get two. <laughs> I'm gonna go for this, like straight up. This is like insane. This is so good. Like, I know, I get what Aaron's saying about the like the aggressiveness, the hardness compared to like some of the other tracks, but I don't even mm. care. He's literally just doing this for fun. It sounds fun to him, like or to me. Like it sounds like. Yeah. He's, and the story behind it also immediately makes it five stars that he's literally just in the park with his boys, just like going to the park. That's another thing. Like I think one of the reasons why myself included um, and other people don't naturally gravitate towards this type of music like grime is because like they've never been to like England or they like haven't spent enough time here to understand different references that Stormzy weaves into his songs. Like this one, like he, he mentioned it earlier, like um, what was that line about him being in the park and he just charted or something like that? Like going to the yeah. park in London or just in England is such a big vibe. Like I would, I would associate it with um, back home going to like the pub or going to the beach. Like it's just a thing that people do so often on the weekend. Go, go to like the supermarket get like beers, get like things to eat and just go sit in the park and have like picnics. And it sounds like it might sound really strange and lame, but it's like, it's just a thing. And like the fact that he went to the park with his boys, which is a typical like London thing to do and spit a freestyle, like that then was not only dope, but then was dope enough to be put on the album. Like, yes, it's not even a song. Like I wouldn't say it's a song, yet it fits so well. It holds its own. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. I think um, I agree. It was the first song I heard even before listening to this album. But the, the thing that you need, I think you can't listen to this. We well, can listen to this song, but what makes it better is if you watch the video. 
if you watch the video while you're listening to the song, it just elevates it even more. It's just so <laughs> so cool with his crew around him, like shouting the different like the like it's just like oh you and even Lord of your yard. Yes, yeah. I'm like <laughs> I'm like the start when it's like state your name and it's like it's like Stormzy in it. And it's like Hey, Stormzy in it. And he's like laughing about it. Like he looks like he's genuinely about to have some fun. He's like, and what are we doing today? And he's like repping in it. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah fire fire in the park let's go i'm like it's (laughs) it's just so cool like yeah um what else did i write about this i said that um there's nothing i don't like about this song um the the instrumental is really unique um and one reaction video that i watched it was an american one they hated it they shat on it so much but i think it comes from a place that they they're not used to hearing that sound so they just Mm. Yeah. didn't get it it's bars upon bars it's a simple yet effective and relevant intro and outro like it's the intro and outros are funny um it has everything um and i would say my favorite lyrics from this track um this captivating and entertaining and funny track are yeah i'm the best i'm so cocky i've got a mob like asap rocky i set trends yes. and copy they catch feelings i catch bodies like oh it's just like yeah and i love in the video as well that that line makes more sense in the video because it's like i've got a mob like asap rocky and his mob's like literally there behind him like (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's fire absolute fire um without a doubt for me five stars yeah yeah that's correct aaron is wrong uh let's move (laughs) on um (laughs) nah yeah so like you said this is the you know, went to the park with my friends in a charted song that he mentioned on cold. Yeah. And like, and yeah, I watched the video as well. And and I did know this song from back in the day and they've obviously touched it up a bit. They've mixed it properly, made it album quality. So I appreciate that a lot. Like it sounds crisp on the album. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, whereas in the video, you can tell it's booming out of a bloody Yui boom or whatever. Yeah. Um, so awesome. Um, it's like, yeah, Aaron, it's not the kind of beat you'd expect for a song like this. It's not a banger. It doesn't slap. It's not even hard. But, like, it's unique and it works incredibly well here. Like, Stormzy makes it work is the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, I didn't say this is garbage. Like, it's four and a half stars. Yeah. Let's, let's, not, <laughs> let's not get it twisted. Like, I'm not saying this is trash. <laughs> it's just was really close it just didn't hit that five star for me yeah. yeah like and and this is just a one verse wonder no singing no hooks just straight bars and like someone clearly pissed him off and this track was his response like all that stuff he's saying about you know how he's saying you know i'm a backup dancer people calling him a backup dancer at the start yeah, no, yeah. shut up do you know that? Do you know what happened there with that? Yeah, I was, I no. was, as it was happening, I was, I was following that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, so I believe what happened is, yeah, Kanye debuted a song at at the Brit Awards in like 2015. Like, this was like all the hype. Uh, was this like around Life of Pablo? Possibly, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was like the build up to Life of Pablo or something. And like I was so excited, so I was following everything Kanye was doing, and he and he debuts this song, 
at the at the Brit Awards. And Skepta's there and he invites a whole bunch of grime MCs on stage during the performance just to stand in the background. And Stormzy was one of those guys standing in the background while Kanye performed that debut song. Yeah. Um, and people called him out for it. People called out all the, all the people on stage for it. But Stormzy, because he was like blowing up at the time, they called him out too. And like, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with what Stormzy and Skepta and all those other guys did. Like, it was a good look for the grime scene. It was putting grime, yeah, putting grime on the world stage. And, like, anyone calling them out is just jealous. That's all it is. Um, But, yeah, so I like the story behind it. And, you know, it's just it was was good that someone called him out because we got this track. We got this track out of it. So um, I appreciate that. And yeah, you guys took all my bars, but those those are killer bars. This is my type of song. Hard bars from start to finish. Five stars. Mm. We were close. He, um, yeah. I only found out the those first eight bars from Genius saying that, you know, where he's like, man, try, um, say he's better than me. Tell my man, shut up. Mention my name in your tweets. Oi, rude boy, shut up. Um, so he's yeah. referencing there, um, or it's believed he's referencing Cadell, um, who okay. is Wiley's older brother. Oh. Oh. I did not know that. Um, yeah. And apparently he um, posted a series of very blunt and direct tweets dissing Stormzy for using Zydot's Ninja Instrumental when Wiley uh, had, had allegedly done it first. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like that back and forth grimy, like beefing shit, I think, um, yeah. inspiration for that. But, yeah, I feel like he's definitely going in at a few people here, like obviously them and then the Brit Award thing. and Yeah, it's yeah. all good shit. It's all good shit. Yeah. Have you watched the video, Aaron? No, I haven't. Oh, my God, I'm going to post it in our – like group and you just yeah after this or whenever you get a spare moment just watch it it's just just it's just entertaining it's it's such a simple video yet for some reason like i couldn't take my eyes off it like um it's cool because he's just it's it's like you know he's casually in the park with his mates someone chucks on a beat from a yui boom and that's all one take he just goes from start to finish yeah like it's just cool to watch but like you know, it's not mind-blowing like Matt's making it out to be, but it is a cool video. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind when I watch it. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Let's do it. The The build-up to Lay Me Bear has been absolutely huge. I know. We've mentioned it like four times yeah. throughout this review, but track 16, Lay Me Bear. Mm. Yeah. All, all right. right. I'm jumping Matt. in. No, get that. <laughs> All right, I'm jumping in, boys. All right, jumping in. So, in here. All right, one star. Whoa. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> no, I only wanted to go first because, like, from what I've heard you guys say about it, I feel like you'll have way more to say, especially you, Aaron. So I just want to get my, my shitty review out of the way and then you guys can bring it home strong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all hip hop albums, like we've, like we've seen in our, in all our reviews so far end with a personal introspective song. 
and Stormzy follows that formula here. Like, and like the title of the track says, he really does lay it all bare on this track. It's such a raw and emotional song. He gets very real about his depression, especially when he says things like, men I get low sometimes, so low sometimes, airplane mode on my phone sometimes, sitting in my house with tears in my face, can't answer the door to my bro sometimes. Like, oh, I think everyone can relate to that in some way. Like, yeah. Airplane mode on my phone sometimes. That's me all the time. Yeah. I don't want to hear anyone call yeah, it but me. That's different. Yeah, it's different, but in a way it's the same, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you know, there's multiple reasons why I don't want to hear people calling me on the phone. Um, then in the second verse, he's talking about meeting his absentee father for the first time, which, you know, didn't go so well. He's talking about people he lost either through death or just from growing apart. Like, it's just, it's all relatable stuff. Like, Stormzy touches on a lot of difficult subjects here, and he does it all extremely well. Like, I was really impressed. The reason I'm not giving this five stars... What? <laughs> yeah, the reason I'm not giving this five stars is just like the content is amazing. Don't get me wrong. The beat is just too much of a downer for me. It's a very downer beat. You gotta be in a mood. And the hook is like slightly too long and wordy. So I'm actually giving this four stars, but still a great song. But four stars for me. Wow. Matt. I know you didn't expect that. Did not. This is this is like this is the same level as like well not the same. Well, it's the same level as Shut Up because I gave it five stars as well. But like this for me was also so clearly five stars that I thought both of you would give it five stars. Yeah, but but the thing is, my my reason and my main 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 reason is that the beat just gets me down too much. It's just really doesn't. You know, I don't vibe to it. Takes you to a point so, you don't want to go to. Exactly, exactly. So, but the lyrics I love. I love, love, love everything he's saying. But as a song with replay value, I'm not coming back to this as much as some of the other songs. Yeah, I'd go as far as to say that this song is, his, in terms of like lyrically, his best on the album. Like, Yeah, you can make an argument for that for sure. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to step in. You see, I didn't jump down. Yeah, it's good. Um, But but last song of the album, and boy, am I happy because this is how you do a heartfelt, introspective song about your life and your past. Mm. None of that other shit we heard before. The beat is cold, it's slow, and sad. It also has that, like, chipmunk sample in there, which works, like that high-pitched lamey. Sounds really good. Um, and although there are no lyrics for for a while in the start, I think it's like 50 seconds, I actually didn't mind it. Like, it's just a slow build. It lets, lets you as the listener just kind of just feel your way into it. It gets you into that mindset. Um, the hook is good as well. He doesn't try to sing. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> um, it's not as catchy, though. Um, but it does... 
it is definitely relevant to his depression. Um, and I think his bars here were really strong. Like the whole passage about his dad asking for a car, um, and then that, then him crying and breaking down when he heard his friend got murdered. Like this is the passion that I wanted to hear in Hundred Bags. Yeah. Like when I talk about a heartfelt song, for someone to give to claim a hundred bags is a heartfelt song about his mum when he talks like this about his own depression and talks about, you know, friends dying and his dad. Mm. This is what makes me doubt that Hundred Bags is genuinely a hundred percent a heartfelt song to his mum. Because yeah. when I contrast this and that one, they're on completely different levels. He's taken the time here to make sure that you've got the time to just kind of get into that mindset. It's so sad. It's so raw. Um, and like, it just didn't feel that in hundred bags. Um, and he has that other line, yo God, what's good. I need you bad. Devil's in my ear. I need you back. Got scars in my soul. I've been attacked. Even when I'm low, I seem relaxed, but then years been mad. I lost my way. They think I went ghost to drop my tape, not knowing that I fell and lost my faith. Like Satan, please no, not today. So fuck this shit. This ain't a joke. Like he's he's talking about a time where he literally lost everything, including his faith. And like as much as I'm not particularly interested about faith, it's interesting and it's heartfelt and I can see how it would be like a traumatic experience when there's a time in your life where you grow up devout and then you lose it because you you think that like you know your life is so bad or that you can't see the positives. Mm. So I think this did what a hundred bags didn't in every way. Yeah. Um having said that, I agree with you Danny, it doesn't have replayability mm. to me. I don't see when I would ever come back to this song because it is too sad yeah. in that way. That I, it's not going on a playlist. It's not going anywhere. This is a specific song that you need to be in a specific mood for. So because of that, it's four and a half stars. No, oh. Matt is yeah. Matt is dying inside. Can you see why I would give it five stars though? Yeah, yeah. I can, I can see why anyone would give it five stars. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to start with a fun fact about this song. Didn't, hey! didn't know this. Fun fact for a fun song. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> um, according to Genius, once again, um, executive producer Fraser T. Smith explained Lay Me Bear was finalised close to the deadline for this album. This is because Stormzy was reluctant about whether he wanted to talk openly about um, his period of depression on the record. So I imagine this was probably one of the last songs um, like that made it there. So it's like... Thank God it did though, because like it's definitely a special song that um, I feel like his fans or even just his listeners in general would be grateful for having on on the yeah. album. Um, I I agree. Can I just quickly say before you continue? Yeah. Also, credit Stormzy for talking about something that is so you know at the like especially you know in two thousand seventeen. Mental health is something that, you know, we're only getting better at understanding. Um, and it's always hard for people, especially in the limelight, to come out and say, 
the things that he says. So mm. um, it takes a lot of courage yeah. and that has to be respected as well. Especially with like the image that he presents to the world of like being a hard, you know, yeah. gangster rapper most of the time. Definitely. You know, it's a big song for him, yeah. And also to, he's making a statement with it as well. Like for, to put this as on his first album, like this album has given so much of who Stormzy is or who he wants to be. So it's like, um, like it's just nothing but respect, nothing but love and respect for the. Me- Although I might not vibe with all of the the content or all of the songs on this album, like it's like you've be- you've made a very brave and bold move by putting so much of yourself on your first album because like that only leaves like you open to more praise or more criticism or a bit of both. So, um, yeah, no, I'm all for it. Um, back to what I was going to say about this song. It's a personal and solid finish to the album that I absolutely love. Um, similar to the previous track. So shut up. There's absolutely like, it's absolutely worthy of five stars in my opinion. The at first, like Aaron was saying, that mellow sort of instrumental that builds up is like so introspective and like the combination again of the drum and the keyboards. Whenever there's a co- drum keyboard combination, I, I think feel like it's like it gets me. I love that. Um, it perfectly matches, yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It perfectly matches Stormzy's um, content, like his lyrics. Um, obviously, initially st- his struggles with depression, then relationship with his dad and crime in London. Um, all of the all of this type of content for me. I've said this in other reviews. It only brings me closer with um, like him as an artist and as a person. So by giving me opportunities to um, like share common feelings or experiences, that allows for connection. So that for me is what I want from a, an artist. I want to be able to connect with them on a more personal level. I'm not saying that I can with all of the content on this track, but it's just like there will will be people out there that do connect with this sort of content. So like it's just a way, a really thoughtful way of reaching audiences. Um, So yeah, all for it. Um, I also think Stormzy delivers one of his best, if not the best hook on the album. Um, it's relevant, it's meaningful, and I get what you're saying about it being wordy, but I find it catchy because he he does this really interesting thing on his hooks and whether it's him saying them or another artist saying them, I'm not sure if he has had control over this, but have you noticed that when he says a hook, particularly him, he will repeat it always two times. So he'll, he'll say it once and then he'll say it again and then he'll go into the verse. I'm not sure. Uh, I think that's, yeah, I don't know. I think that's actually like more of a grime thing. Repetition in grime, I think, happens a lot. Okay. Okay, because I was like... But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, at first I was like, is that just a common generic thing that all artists do? But then I was like, hold on, I've seen this throughout the album. He'll say the first part of the hook and then literally repeat it again. I'm like, that is so clever because even if it is a little bit wordy, it sticks in your brain. It gives listeners a chance to remember the hook. And that's so important because it's often either the beat or the hook that stay in your mind, unless they're like mind-blowing lyrics. Um, but usually I would argue that it's the beat or the hook that, that um, like have you singing or bobbing along to it in bed like while you're like not listening to music or even when you wake up the next day. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, this I, I, wrote, I, I wrote for like this review, so this particular song so much. Um, I... My favorite lyrics, so 
I, I chose two lots. I did an R in here. The whole chorus, the whole chorus, like the first, not the repeated part, just the whole first part. I love all of that. Um, I'm going to say it. One more time, I'll make it clear. This is it I hate to share. He's obviously like apprehensive about saying like this whole song, escape this life or pay the fare. So is he going to just end it? Is he going to like say that's it, I'm done, you know, or is he going to like pay the toll or, or, or deal with all this like heavy shit that's going on in his life? Is he going to pay that fare? Grab this gun and aim it there, shoot my pain and slay my fear, get rid of it all. Um, before I die, I say my prayer, relating obviously to gang signs and prayer. Um, don't worry about the mess, just lay me there. So like that could be, that's so visual, like after I've shot myself and there's all this mess just on the floor, like my brain just blown out on the floor, like don't even mm. worry, just leave me there. Like, mm. Or like don't worry about like all the issues that are going on, like they're not affecting you. Like these were my issues. I don't blame you for anything that I've done. This is just me. This is my mess. This is what I'm dealing with. So like, don't like hold yourself accountable for my actions. Um, I think that's yeah, just really deep. So I had to put those lyrics in, and that's unusual. I feel like I don't usually say yeah. The chorus is my favorite part of the like the favorite lyrics, but then I can't go past these either. Um, this is savage. Um, this is in the second verse. And um and fuck letting go, I'll keep the pain. Twenty three years, I'm still the same. When you hear this, I hope you feel ashamed. Can um can can we were broke? Like what the fuck? Mum did well to hold us up, but yet she still forgave your ass. But Mumsy's cool. I'm cold as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's like he's showing his like, you know how there's that saying, forgive but don't forget. It's like he's he's disregarding that. He's like, I'm not forgiving and I'm not forgetting. Like you fucked up, you did the wrong thing, and I'm not going to be as forgiving as other people in your life. So like it's just really like blunt and really like raw. It's raw emotion. And I wonder in years to come if he will reflect on that and go, mm, maybe I was too hard or maybe, maybe he won't. Maybe he's going to stand by that. I don't care either way. I just think it was cool that – he was so open about his opinion of his father and how he treated his family. Um, so, yeah. Uh, finally, um, I like how, and this is one for you, Aaron, I like how Stormzy finishes this album. He finishes the album, not a feature. Um, Agreed. Like, and, and he couldn't finish it in a better way, like with that hook, because that ending, like, don't worry about the mess, just lay me there, and then it ends. It's just like... For me, how I interpreted that was, or how what it represented for me was him giving every single thing he has for this album, for this project, and leaving himself completely open to praise and or criticism. Um, so it's like I've given you everything that I have for my first album, and this is it. Lay me bare. Like, don't worry about whether you like the mess of it or you don't. Like, if you find songs that you can vibe to, great. If you don't, whatever. This is me. This is who I am. Um, and that's it. I just thought that was really cool. I also liked how, similar to you said, Aaron, at the start, it's like um, uh, the music sort of leads you into the song. And then at the end of this song, the music leads you out. It's not like an abrupt finish on those lyrics. Um, it just lets you think about or like sort of absorb everything that that song just offered you. 
um, and just sort of yeah. reflect on the project as a whole. So, yeah, just absolute respect to Stormzy for this song um, and to finish with this song and, um, yeah, for the album in general, I think. Yeah. Jesus. And that is why I went first. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to follow why. that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you touched on some some things I think that Danny and I would both agree with, but, yeah, I, I still will go back and just say, despite all that, I don't think I'd listen to that song again unless I was specifically in the mood for it. It's a very specific mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. It doesn't go to the playlist. It, like you can't. This is not a, a song where you're with your boys and you just chuck it on. You're driving, and then uh, yeah. just too real. <laughs> yeah, like because I rated hundred bars. Sorry, hundred bags. Um, five stars, but that would be similar to me. I'd put that in the same category. Like it's a really lovely sentiment and like tells you so much about Stormzy as a artist and as a person, but I probably wouldn't put that in a playlist over first things first or shut up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, what I'm really interested about is your final ratings in this because it feels like this has been an up and down album. Yeah. Um, who wants to go? I don't know. I think I'll... I'll go for this. So here's the thing. I'll go. No, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> um, I was joking. Uh, I, I just don't have much. The, the only thing I'm tossing up between is like, you know, I did Matt's formula thing and, and the album came out to be like three and a half, three and a half stars. Yeah. Um. But I feel like it's too high for the way I feel about a lot of the songs and just the, the you know, the structure of the album and, and, you know, I just feel, I feel in my heart like it's a three-star album. Just because the, the, the things I like, I really like, and the things I don't like, I really don't like. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of the things I don't like. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in on there. I'm not going to say my point, but I'm going to relate to what you've just said. So Mike, your, your old mate Mike, C-Town. Um, yeah. He, it's so funny, like when I watched it last night and I like, I never, I, for Aaron and myself, I don't get a clear representation of someone from Dead and Hip Hop, but for Mike C-Town, it's literally you, like just in, an, in another person. So he said that he was like, when he heard First Things First, as well as um, he loved Cold, he loved um, Big For Your Boots, although he had a little crack at um, the accent of Boots, how he says it. Like, <laughs> you got to watch it. Funny. He's like, Big For Your Boots. <laughs> like, he's like, but like, I think he said it in like an endearing way. But like he, he basically said, what Stormzy gives me here in terms of like the content that I like, I absolutely love. He's like, I would like absolutely listen to like the rapidy rap, the like the hard stuff. But he's like, as for the sing songy stuff, it's just like I don't listen to that. I don't I don't ever want to hear that stuff. So it's like, you know, I, I can't Jeez. I can't get down with that. So he's like, but for what he does do that I do like, I love. So Yeah. It's like it's almost like that is basically my opinion. That that is, yeah, Mike Seatown's opinion. He's he's put it and you've put it yeah, better than I did. That, that is what I think. Yeah. 
So what'd you give it in the end? I think I'm going to... It's tough. I'm going to give it three stars. Yeah. Which is weird because I gave Shane Noir three stars. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that. I feel... I don't know how I... Yeah, go on. Like you're leaning, you want to give it three and a half, but then another part of you is like, oh, just like, I, I don't, I'm not feeling right, especially when there's so many sing songs in here that I would just yeah. not listen to. So it's like... It, yeah, he just makes a lot of choices that I don't like is the thing. Yeah. And, 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 and going through this review with both of you, it's like, you know, the, the contrast between the gang signs and the prayers, it's too big. It's too... Yeah, agreed. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I want to hear what you guys think. Well, I might jump in um, and use my catchphrase. <laughs> I agree with you, Danny. There are too many fluctuations here yeah. between the good and the bad. And the ugly. And the ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good, the bad, and the ugly. It's a good um, movie. Good movie. It's a great movie. You and- haven't seen it. Make myself seem cultural. Um, but the way I can sum it up is by album structure. It feels like it's two separate albums. It just feels that way. That there could be complete. There could be an album that's gang signs and an album that's prayers. And if they were individually together constructed, it would be better. But we go from banger to slow and melodic, to banger to slow and melodic, to banger, slow and melodic constantly, and it frustrates me to no end because there's no consistency. Where's the transition? Where's the kind of thematic change like it just it frustrates me to no end. Yeah. And I've never given one stars, but I gave two. Yeah, that's big. That's big. And ordinarily I would agree with Danny and give this three stars. But because of the structure, because of just there are just some weird choices. Like interludes and songs and just a two and a half minute skit. Just just so many different things in the construction of this album. Blinded by Your Grace Part 1 is another one that just annoys the shit out of me. I can't forgive poor album construction and one-star tracks out of 16. There's heaps that I disliked, probably half I didn't like, and half that I did, but because of that I'm giving it two and a half stars. Mm, Damn. If you look at the tracks... Tracks, they dead even average three stars. But then if you look at album construction, you got a minus points for that. So that's two and a half. And I did not feel comfortable giving it three. And I know it's less than Shane Noir, but at the very least, Shane Noir doesn't waste time with some absolutely trash one-star tracks. Yeah, that is true. That is true. However, if you told, if you said to me, would you listen to Shane Noir's album again or would you listen to this again? granted that you can skip songs, I would 110% say I'd listen to Stormzy's and just skip songs. I agree yeah, with that. I'll, yeah, but I wouldn't be listening to this album. Yeah. I'd be listening to like five songs. Yeah, true. Yeah, but that's fine. Like, that's not listening to the album. That's not me choosing. That's just me. Like if you gave me this album or Shane Noir's, I'd choose Shane Noir's because it's 24 minutes 
and it's not as bad. I can get I can get through it quite easily. This has a middle run of such garbage. Mm. Like I you can't tell like I know you don't want it to be less than Shane Noir, but I feel like that's biased. I, I just think that this was constructed poorly. I would argue that he's a he's a better MC than Shane Noir though. He is a better MC, which is why it's so frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I'm more annoyed because the potential was way bigger. And had he delivered on that and had he made better choices, in my opinion, this would have been a better rating, could have been four, just based on the things that I liked. But there were too many negatives. There were just periods where, like, it was just strange. And because of that, it's two and a half stars. You don't get away with that because of your potential. Yeah. So what's your final rating, Danny? I gave it three. Three, okay. Mm. Well, I, like I'm, I, I do my rating. You know how I do my rating. So it's not like I at the end I don't just go. I don't go. Oh well, I could. I don't, I don't feel like giving it this. Like it's just based on the style. So it's set in stone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's gospel. It's yeah. Sixty-three out of eighty stars. Um, for my rating. Um, so that's three point nine four stars out of five. Um. So, yeah, four stars. Um, interestingly, there were six five-star tracks on this album uh, for me. So um, that's quite a lot. So I'm similar to Mike C-Town. Like, I, like the songs that I love, I love a lot and would listen. And, like, this album has made me want to listen to the next project. And speaking about about that, you know how we didn't like the interludes? Well, maybe Stormzy listened to that because there are no interludes on his next album. It's all just tracks. Um, so um, I'm not sure if that's going to have any impact on my overall enjoyment of the the album. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, if I if I, if, um, if I was speaking to someone who's never listened to Stormzy before, would I recommend this album? I would say yes with the, the disclaimer because I didn't have this that you're going to be getting not just grime music, you're going to be getting some gospel music, you're going to be getting some sort of R&B music, you're going to be getting a range of different genres. Um, so just be aware of that and be open to that. Um, and then at the end of it, in a playlist, pick the ones that you love and just pop them in there because you can always take away from any artist, any album, hopefully, certain songs that you would listen to again. Um, and there are definitely- Matt, can I ask you a question? Yeah. You love theme, yeah, because you place a high regard on theme. Yeah. Now, I know you've given it a star rating, but where's the theme here? Where's the story? And if there's none, then how does that play into your rating? Because if you're not going to give it extra or you're not going to take anything away, then what's the point? Well, I'm just purely rating it on a song-by-song song basis and then I just total it all up at the end, like – as an, I get what you're saying as an album, what, what would I give it? And I guess I was thinking about that then when you guys were both suggesting yours. I see, but that's the thing, I do see themes related to gang signs and prayers in this album. So it does, like, although it doesn't, I agree with you, it doesn't work in a, in a really smooth, flowing way. It's almost like rather than that, it's just sprinkled or scattered throughout the tracks, like, I don't like that as much. 
yeah, I would prefer a nice flowing album, and this is not that for me. So I think this is my personal view on you. You've almost handcuffed yourself to a rating mm. by being so strong on this is what I rate the song and therefore the album. Like I think, and for me personally, it's easier if I just give an overall rating based on my feeling and don't let myself be shackled in by these, you know, the ratings because song like album construction is important when rating an album in the end. And if you don't rate it, like you almost need a second rating for album construction, like another five stars for album construction. If I was to do it that way, like, so this way I've done it 3.94. So we'll ground up four stars. If I was to do it the other way, the way that you're describing, um, I like, yeah, you're right. I don't feel super comfortable giving this four stars. Um, I would lean towards giving this. Um, you don't give halves. You don't give halves, mate. Yeah, I know. I know. This, this is, this is. If I wasn't to give halves because I haven't been doing that previously, then the only move would be. Um, a three-star album. That would be the only move because I wouldn't go up. I would only go down. But you feel so bad. Don't, you feel bad saying that, don't you? Yeah, I think if I, I'd feel more comfortable saying this is a three-and-a-half-star album. Um, yeah. I'd feel much more comfortable because there is a lot I like here and enough for me to go, I will listen to your next project. Um, but, but, but deep down in your heart, and it could be the case, do you feel this is a four-star album? No, I don't. No, because I agree with what Aaron's saying. There is, it's very up and down. It's very jolting at points. It's 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 almost like he's just tried to give so much of himself and not focus on one particular area. It's like it's almost like he may have been afraid that this could have been his only album and nothing else would blow after that. So I'm just going to give you everything and then see what hits and then go from there. Mm. Um, so there's there's the risk of what we're talking about now. Uh, the risk of w- what has happened in our rating or our album review when you do th- when you make that decision. So I am comfortable with saying if I used Aaron's um, like um, rating system, I would be comfortable to give this three and a half stars. All I'm saying is, uh, like the reason I do it that way, it's because album construction and ordering is really important, and theme is really important. Like you have probably out of all of us talked about theme the most at it in all our reviews. Mm. So it's just, I, I kind of almost want to give you permission. I know you don't need it, but almost like a, you can tell, you don't have to like be stuck with the formula. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you're saying in your heart of hearts, you're giving it three and a half stars. Yeah. 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 Cause like, if I was to give like for the Sci High album, for example, like black history, like not even looking back on my like formula that to me, if I'm thinking about it would be, I'm going to give halves because I'm allowed to give halves a four and a half star album. Mm. And the Flatbush zombies one would also be a four and a half star album for me. Like the feeling of it. Now I'm not sure if my, my formula got me there, but just thinking about the feeling, that's what it would be. Yeah, because I think feeling is important, the feeling it gives you, because it is art, obviously. And like, yeah, I just think maybe for your next review, have a think about it, do whatever you you like. But I also like knowing 
what feeling it gives you. Like it was interesting, like listening to you, Danny, that you were like, you know, it was three and a half, but I can't justify giving it three and a half. Yeah. And like Matt said, you know, he'd be comfortable recommending this album to people. I would not feel comfortable giving my recommendation of this album. I would feel comfortable recommending certain songs for sure. Like I'd go, oh, you want to check out Stormzy? <laughs> Mate, go check out First Things First. Go check out Cold. You know, you're going to love that shit. But I would never say you should check out this album. Agreed. Yeah. I guess it does depend on knowing who you're recommending it to. Yeah. And and, and their tastes, their interests. Like if you if, yeah. if you were recommending this to someone who – dabbles in a bit of grime, but also on the weekend goes to their Christian rap rock church. <laughs> it's a very, like yeah, that. it's a very specific person you're describing. <laughs> then like, you, and also who has like, you know, a soft like ladies man or lady or ladies lady or. Yeah. yeah. And has or, big toes and yeah. is six or five. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely yeah. recommend it. Yeah. A hundred percent. So it's like, but, but, but isn't that doesn't that just solidify even more the point that we made before about this trying to target so many different people like and that's a part of the downfall of it yeah like but it's also it, the same it goes hand in hand it's also part of the huge success of it as well because the radio can go i can take that song or the christian person go i can take that song or the crime artist the gangster I can take that song. So it's like he has reached a lot of people with this. Yeah. But if you like, yeah. that's the thing. If you even lean slightly towards one way or the other, if you even lean slightly towards gang, gang related stuff, yeah. the other half, you just, it's, it's already, you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're ready. He's already on the back foot. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a slippery slope, isn't it? It's a yeah. slippery slope. Aaron, do you have a do you have a phrase to sum up the uh, a sentence? We need to do our favorite. I do songs and lyrics, bro. Yeah, I actually yeah. have a sentence for this one. Okay, all right. But but we could are we saving that for the end? Yeah. All right. Um, I'll tell you, my favorite instrumental was "Too Big for Your Boots." Oh, interesting. Um, oh, that was. I really like. Go on, sorry. Wait, what? Yeah, I was a big fan. <laughs> And my favorite lyrics were Getz's lyrics when he's talking about that bloodbath and um, fuck that fist fight fair and square and I fuck that flick knife wear and tear. Yeah. And I fuck that wearing. Yeah. He was my favorite. I like that. Um, and my favorite song was Too Big for Your Boots. What? Oh, really? Yeah. So there was instrumental and song. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. I, I'm the same. I have both. I have the same for both as well. But it's first things first. Best song, best instrumental, first things first. Mm, interesting. What about and best lyrics is "Lay Me Bare." The ones I said, man, I get low sometimes. So low sometimes. Airplane mode on my phone sometimes. It's just too real. Yeah. Um, favorite song for me was "Real Easy." Um, "Lay Me Bare" is my favorite song. Um, but that yeah. that's at the moment. But I, I viewed I I chose that because I love the hook, I love the lyrics, I love the instrumental. So it was a no brainer. I was like, that is a complete song for me. Um, yeah, the instrumental was hard, real real hard for me because like yes, there was first things first. Yes, there was big few boots. Yes, there was Mister Skeng. Um, 
couldn't really give shut up one because it was so like different and so like, in a way basic. Um, but the one, oh, Return of the Rucksack was another one, but then, nah, not really. My three that I was tossing it up between were Mr. Skeng, Big for Your Boots, and um, First Things First. And just for the epicness of it, I wish there had been a bigger drop, it was Mr. Skeng, um, my favourite instrumental. My favourite lyrics are, of course, from Shut Up. Absolutely, they're from Shut Up. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm the best. I'm so cocky. I've got a mob like ASAP Rocky. I set trends. Them man copy. They catch feelings. I catch bodies. Like, oh, <laughs> Woo! so good. So good. And I love it. Like when I say them now, I can hear Stormzy's accent. I can hear his voice. Like, and I like almost try to imitate it because it's so cool. Like, yeah, it's just, I was reading somewhere um, or I was watching somewhere that um, over here, um, there's a heavy, I think it's Caribbean or slash Jamaican, I think, but I could be wrong, um, like influence um, in like um, in like Af- uh, English, African English culture. So um, the accents that we hear a lot of the time, just for a bit of clarification, yes, they're English, but they're also mixed with Caribbean or, or, or slash Jamaican. I need to clarify. I think it's more Caribbean. But um, yeah, that well, ting ting is so Jamaican sounding. Yeah, yeah. saying ting. Yeah. yeah. So I think to answer people about accents who say they don't like the accents, sonically, I get it. Like it might just not be a sound for you. But if you give it a chance and like understand where the accent is coming from, um, like you might surprise yourself. Because I remember before I recommended this album, before I suggested reviewing it, I said that I do not like like British hip hop. I do not like the sound. I can't stand it. When I used to hear it on the radio, I'd be like, turn this off. I don't want to hear it. But now since committing to this like album and knowing where the accent's coming from, like it influences and also just understanding some of the lingo, like some of the phrases, you can definitely, I feel, get into it. Like if you give it a chance. Um, yeah. I agree. It's it's not a usual sound, but if you can like it takes a little bit to get used to, but it's worth it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and once you, once you do get into it, it, it is very easy to understand. Oh, Aaron, do you have a favorite like British um, artist or Danny? Do you, is like Skepta for both of you your favorite? Uh, I don't know enough for me to honestly say that I have one that's my favorite. I wouldn't feel comfortable going. That's my favorite. So, like, okay. They're like I just wouldn't know enough. I have nowhere near the knowledge that yeah. I do of normal hip hop. Okay, but yeah. both listen to Kanichiwa, and we're both like, "This was good, yeah." Um, yeah. I mean, I don't remember reviewing it, um, like in depth. There were definitely songs I liked, but there was definitely songs that I was like, "Nah, skip." Yeah, they're just sounds that I didn't like, um, and probably wasn't accustomed to that grime sound. But there were definitely some some that I've still listened to. I just love that intro, how it has the just Japanese feel. And <laughs> yeah. it just goes hard. I love that. Yeah. And Shut Down is classic. That's yeah. a banger. That is a classic, yeah. <laughs> I was watching that video, the music video for that song the other day, and like all the comments were like, oh, my God, he predicted coronavirus. Because <laughs> 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 he's literally going through it. Shut Down. Shut down. <laughs> yeah, that is good, actually. <laughs> Danny, so what was your praise to sum up the album? My praise? 
your phrase. Oh, my phrase, my phrase. Oh, you want my phrase. Matt, do you have a, mm. do you have a sentence? I don't. Oh, I don't. It would be off the, uh, the dome, but I'd just say something like, um, Stormzy in it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. that is a pretty good summary of the album, to be honest. Yeah. It is Stormzy. It is Stormzy in it. Um, right, no, I'd, I'd probably go like, I'd probably say something like, oh, it's Stormzy in it. And then I'd probably be like, repping in it. <laughs> Uh, so my sentence I'm pretty sure I came up with this like after the first listen like straight after the first listen I came up with it but I think it still applies Um, (laughs) so my sentence is to sum up the album of Gang Signs and Prayer (laughs) I'm just it's too built up now it's not even good my sentence is give me one serve of Gang Signs Hold the prayers. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, That's good. I couldn't even because if I had to sum it up in one word, I'd say overrated. But, oh yeah. But um, yeah, I love that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, I think it's that's a perfect note to end the album on. Uh, awesome. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at the underscore slim fitty biggie committee and stay tuned for our next podcast. Bye for now.